tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. This is a special Varsity Football Live sports presentation. Your home for high school football proudly presents the WIAA 2A State Football Championship. Brought to you by Honda Auto Center of Bellevue, where the Hondas are. Now, live from the Tacoma Dome, here's Dick Fane. And a good afternoon to you from the old woodshed, which is now the new woodshed. How about that? A renovated woodshed looking pretty good down here in Tacoma, Washington at the Tacoma Dome. Dick Fane along with Curtis Crabtree as we get set for the 2A state championship game between a pair of undefeateds. You were calling it uh, the, the I-5 shootout. It kind of is. Linden and Hawkinson separated by just about the full state of Washington, but it's still long I-5. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you can get two schools uh Separated uh, north-south by any more up the I-5 corridor to, uh, to meet for this one, that's for sure. Most people know where Linden is up there north towards the uh, Canadian border. Many uh, probably don't know where Hawkinson is. It's in Brush Prairie, Washington, a suburb of Vancouver. So uh, really a, a couple, a good 250 miles uh, separating these two uh, schools as we get set for football today. And, and two programs that have had... Uh, very, very good success. Lennon has had success for for 20 plus years. As uh, the legend Kurt Creamy uh, took them to multiple state championships. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away a couple of years ago. But uh, they have not stopped moving, Curtis, since uh, Blake Van Dalen, his assistant, took over a couple of years ago. A tough loss uh, last year to Tumwater in the state playoffs, and here they are in just Blake Van Dalen's second year back in the state championship game and, uh, you know, just 48 minutes away from uh, potentially another state champion. Yeah, Linden is uh, a, one of those teams at the two-way level that you get used to hearing getting to this point in the season, getting to the championship games, making deep playoff runs. Hawkinson is new to that scene, but now they've been as good as anybody in the state at any level last couple seasons. I, uh, they own the, the longest winning streak of anybody in the state, I believe, at any level. So, Absolutely. Uh, two, two good programs here. We'll uh, get you set for kickoff just a moment away. we got the uh, starting lineups coming up next. This is Varsity Football Live on 950 KJR. Now back to the 2018 WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington Les Schwab Tires Gridiron Classic on SportsRadioKJR.com and 850 AM. Welcome back to Tacoma. Our thanks to Honda Auto Center of Bellevue for providing us the resources to put these games on for you. For the first time ever, we will give you the 2A, the 3A, and the 4A state championship games on the radio, live on the stream on uh, Sports Radio KJR, and then uh, also on 8.50 a.m. down here in the South Sound. Happy Honda Days from Honda Auto Center of Bellevue, home of the lifetime warranty. Now's the time to make your season merry and bright. Low lease and finance rates during the year-end clearance sale happening now at Washington's number one volume Honda dealer. Don't miss your opportunity to stave. Stop by and take a test drive today. Dick Fane along with Curtis Crabtree. We're talking about the successes that Linden has. Uh, the numbers just spell it out. 
This is their 13th championship game in school history. They have won eight of them. So uh, just a tremendous, tremendous school, tremendous program up there in northwest Washington. Of course, Kirk Cramey passing away uh, a year or two ago after a long bout with cancer. And his protege and longtime assistant, Blake Van Dalen, has them back here in the title game in just his second year as head coach. He is a former Linden football player, graduate in 1990, and so he knows all about playing in the state championship games and now he's get a chance to coach in the state championship game. As for the Hawkinson Hawks, Curtis, a little bit more of a recent phenomenon. They've always been a good program ever since starting as a school. They're a very young school. They started in 2004, so they've only been around. This is their 15th year as a school, as a football program. But in the last five years, they have taken it to new heights. They've had the same head coach, Rick Steele, the whole way through. And they are 55-5 and five with five league championships and the 2017 state title uh, for Hawkinson. So just taking it to the next level. Well, they I don't think they've lost a game since 2016. You know, so they're on quite a roll in their own right. Um, have managed to build that program up from, from the ground up uh, in the last 12 years or so. I mean, as a 2004 graduate of Mount Si, myself, to see how the way our school has changed over 12 years, I mean, we've gone from a 3A school to a 4A school and growing up to where we're at, these guys have come along in that same 12-year span, built their program up to the point where now they're a, you know an annual contender for the title. So, uh, terrific job down there. And sure. looking at the talent of these two teams, uh, you absolutely have to throw kind of the 2A classification out for a second because these two teams in my opinion are two of the top 10 teams in the state of Washington regardless of classification now could they hang with an Eastside Catholic could they hang with an O'Day that'd be very very difficult to do but they could hang with just about anybody else in the whole state of Washington they've got the size they've got the speed we'll talk about some of the talent on these uh, these two teams this Linden offense uh, Curtis a two-headed monster quarterback you know, you see that sometimes where a, a team will come in and have a quarterback for one series and then another quarterback for another series and kind of back and forth. Sometimes Linden will switch quarterbacks middle of the series. So they'll have the one of the quarterbacks, James Marsh, go out as a wide receiver. The other one, Brock Hepner, be the quarterback. And then the very next play, they'll flip-flop him. Yeah, this is like when Taysom Hill would come in for the New right. Orleans Saints. Only Drew Brees ain't going out and standing there doing nothing <laughs> as a receiver. The dude can actually do stuff out there, too. Both of them can so they are, you know, when they switch out their receivers and quarterbacks, um, they can both play the other position at a pretty strong level. And so um, these are two teams that, you know, play spread offenses. They do it different ways, though. Linden's much more of a ground-based team where Hawkinson likes to go through the air. So, uh, you know, kind of different different um, stories out of the same sort of book in that regard. So, you know, they like that stylistically they're going to run stuff out of shotgun spread, all that sort of thing. The way they go about it, what they like to do is a little bit different. The numbers for the two quarterbacks for Linden, James Marsh, the bigger of the two, 6'4", 220, so legitimate college quarterback size. 123 carries, 605 yards, and 12 rushing touchdowns. So he likes to tuck it, use that 220-pound frame, and move the pile. But he can also throw it. 72 of 127, 1,051 yards through the air, 12 touchdowns passing, and four interceptions. Also has seven receptions for 146 yards and two touchdowns. And the interesting fact, last game, Marsh Amnhepner, had passing, rushing, and receiving touchdowns in the same game. That is just unbelievable that two quarterbacks in the same game could have a throwing touchdown, a rushing touchdown, 
and a receiving touchdown. Hepner, the 6'1", 195-pound junior, is 46 of 86 through the air, 848 yards and eight touchdowns, but he has carried the ball 98 times for 435 and 10 scores. As for Hawkinson, Hawkinson's offense is as potent as any in the state of Washington. Levi Crum, their quarterback, 6'1", 175-pound junior, and Levi uh, Curtis, he ranks right up there with the Sam Hewards and the Kale Millens for uh, for numbers in the state of Washington. He is a special athlete. He's, you know, when, when you like to throw the ball around the field a lot, your quarterback's got to be a pivotal part of what you do, and he's certainly one of those options, you know, to, to get the ball around to where, where they need it. Uh, all of that, now he's going to have to do it today without one of his top wideouts out there, and Peyton Brammer, who's got a foot injury, he's out for the out for the game, injured last week in their, in their semifinal game. So um, that's going to be a little bit of an adjustment that they will have to make, but they like to throw it through the air, and they'll have to make that adjustment, and Levi's going to have to be the one to, to pilot that for them. Peyton Brammer is their, their number two target, but he's really like a 1A. He's not really a number two for Hawkinson. A big 6-5 wide receiver, as you mentioned, went down with an injury a couple weeks ago in the uh, Stillicum game. Their offense was not the same after he went out. I talked to head coach Rick Steele. He said, you know, Sawyer Racanelli, our number one guy, one of the top wide receivers in the state, is now receiving more attention. He's now receiving more double teams because they cannot afford not to double team Sawyer now with Peyton Brammer out. And, uh, you know, walking down the field about a half hour ago or so, you know, you, you see the, the excitement of the kids on the Hawkinson team warming up and everything, and then you see Peyton Brammer. And Peyton Brammer was sitting in, in one of those, it was kind of like a wheelchair. It had a, it had a little scooter to it. He had his leg out. All, uh, all wrapped up, and and just he was kind of slumped over a little bit, just looking. You just, I just can't imagine what's going through that kid's mind right now. Now, fortunately, he's just a junior, and fortunately, he's had a chance to experience what it's like to play on a state championship team. He was on one last year, but still, not to be able to play in this game for Peyton Brammer, yeah, it's just it, so heartbreaking. I mean, he was able to be around it last year when they won their title, you know. So it's not like he hasn't been with the experience, but still, I mean. You know, think back to Cam Chancellor injuring his knee the Friday before the Super Bowl in in Arizona and fighting his way through it. I mean, you don't want to miss that game. Whether it's a Super Bowl, whether it's a state championship, whether it's an NCAA bowl game, whatever the case may be, you don't want to miss that game. And uh, uh, he's going to now have to sit out. And that's a 6-5 target for Levi Crum that he's not going to be able to have out here today. Crum's numbers, ridiculous. 3,488 yards through the air. That is third in the state in any classification behind two names, Heward and Millen. Sam Heward of Kennedy, Kale Millen of Mount Si, the only two players in the state of Washington that have thrown for more yards than Hawkinson quarterback Levi Crum. He has 51 touchdowns and five interceptions, a 10-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio. He is tied with Millen for number one in the state. So Levi Crum with his first touchdown here will be the best quarterback in the state of Washington with touchdown passes with 52. And last week he had 308 yards passing, but he can also get it done on the ground as well. 48 yards rushing, and he has 448 yards rushing and four touchdowns. And uh, we mentioned his number one target, his favorite target, is big Sawyer Racanelli, 6'3", 195, the junior. He has 1,400 yards receiving this season and 26 touchdowns. So obviously, goal number one for the Linden Lions, who are set to kick off from our right to our left, is contain number nine, Sawyer Racanelli, who is usually wearing number 11, Curtis, but today for his buddy Peyton Brammer, 
He's put on the number nine, and he's representing his friend. And here's a little pooch kick with the left foot over to the left side, picked up at the 25-yard line just before it went out of bounds. Aiden Mallory picks that up, steps out of bounds, gives uh, Hawkinson the ball here just around the 25-yard line, it looks like. And a little conversation there because uh, I think that ball could have gone out of bounds and there would have been even better field position for Hawkinson there. But uh, Mallory picked it up, and we are set to go from left to right here at the Tacoma Dome. Hawkinson in the road blacks, trimmed in Columbia blue lettering, and the white pants, and they are going up against the all-white Linden Lions, white pants, white shirt with the green sleeves and the green numerals with the gold helmets. And here's Levi Crum to start things out in the shotgun. He's got Jonathan Domingos to his right in the backfield, trips to the left side. He looks to his left, fires, nice arm strength, and gets it across to the 40-yard line. He fires it there, and that catch was made by number four. That's Garrett Gundy, the 5'11", 190-pound senior, and quickly one play and a first down for Hawkinson. Nice throw, a little simple, little in route right on the hash mark there on the left side of the field for a nice easy pickup there for Hawkinson to get this thing underway. His four wides behind Crum today, Racanelli, Gundy, Nicholas Frichtel and Jeremiah Falstick, the tight end. The running back is Jonathan Domingos. Domingos sets behind Crum this time. They hand it off to Domingos. Coming left, got a little bit of a crease there, and he's going to push forward for about four yards. It'll be second down and six at the 42-43 yard line of Hawkinson. Second and middle distance here for the Hawks. Hawkinson decided to go with the run there. Saw the two-deep safety look from Linden. Knew that there was a little bit of a light box there to, to run against. Was able to get a, a solid little four-yard pickup there on first down. The secondary for Linden, Kobe Elsner, James Marsh, who's also one of the quarterbacks, Brendan Knidel, and Grant Vanderyat. The four in the secondary. And they will be tested by Levi Crum's arm today. Crum takes the snap. Back to his 36, going to run right up the middle. Got a little bit of a hole, and he's close to the yard to game, but it's going to be about two yards short as he approaches midfield. He's got to get to his own 49 for the first down. They're going to mark it at the four at the 47, so it'll be third down and two. Clock running at 10.30 left to go in the opening quarter. Savvy here decision there by Crum. He, look, he saw it look like two-man coverage, which means he's not going to be accounted for from the defense and knows that he if he could have slipped through that first level, he might have had room to run. Three men here to the near side, which is the wide side of the field. Crum claps his hands, looks over to the right. Fires one and it's picked off. It's intercepted, coming the other way. The 40, the 35, 25, and down to the 20-yard line. Intercepted by Linden. The Linden defense, and it was Brock Hepner. One of the two quarterbacks for the Linden Lions and one of the best athletes on the team has picked it off for his own offense, and they have great field position. The Lions knocking on the door at the 20-yard line. Big swing here right out of the gate. Got him in his own look. Uh, I'm not sure if he knew it was zone, but he dropped off to that side, threw it right to the guy uh, sitting in the, in the flat, curl flat zone right underneath that. Didn't see him. Was trying to hit a slant on the near side here. Picked it off and was able to run it back, and now Linden's in business at, their own, at the uh, Hawkinson 25-yard line. So James Marsh will start out the quarterback with Hepner in the wide spot to the left side. He's got to catch his breath because that was a great pick there, and he returned it all over 30 yards after making the play. It looked for a second like he'd be able to go all the way, but a nice job by the Hawkinson offense getting back and making the tackle Cr 20-yard line. Crum did a nice job there actually of getting in his way and forcing him to try to get around him, and that slowed him up just enough for the rest of the offense to, to, to rally back there and get Hepner down on the ground. 
Hepner not one of the big interceptors on this Linden defense. Vanderyad has three. Bodie's got three. Knidel's got three. Marsh has one, but that was the first pick for Brock Hepner on the season. Couldn't have come at a better time. And we had a, a penalty apparently on the run back of some kind here. It's going to back this thing up 10 yards. So, well, back it up 15 because they 15, were down okay, to the 20. Down 20. Okay, so yeah, Linden's now going to take up maybe it's personal foul after the play. I couldn't, I didn't see what the call was, but now uh, now Linden's taking over at the 35 instead of the 20. That could be a a big. Big blow there yeah. <laughs> a little bit after the quick change and all the momentum. Might have been a post-play penalty because definitely a 15-yarder, but it'll be first down and 10 at the 35-yard line. Marsh in the shotgun. He's got Trevin Melendez, who he hands it off to, coming left, and gets tripped up as he approaches the 30-yard line. Nice job by the Hawkinson defense. Call it a gain of four. Nice job there by, by Melendez there just to kind of sneak past the guy who was at his feet in the backfield to get something positive out of that run because uh, Hawkinson was there on that one. Garrett Gundy on the tackle there. The solo, his first of the game. And no safety to the right side of the field here. If they were able to get something beat on that side, there's nobody back there to help. The shotgun snap, marshes back. Looking at the right side, he's got a man, beats the defender, but just a little too much air under that one as Marsh had a man down the sideline. And Grant Vanderyad, that would have been a touchdown if he took about a yard off that football. I'd say, right before the snap, I mentioned there's no safety to that side of the field. And you, you saw him make a little double move there and try to take that thing vertical. Good decision there by Marsh, just a little too much air underneath it and overthrew him. What could have been a definite touchdown for Linden there. Wyatt Jones in coverage there. Wasn't torched too bad, but the wide receiver did have a step on him. Uh, looks like they're, this could be cover zero. They could be bringing a lot of pressure here. There's nobody in the back of the field. Looks like it could be straight man-to-man -man across the board. Third and no, six. Marsh has it. He's going to try to run for the first down. He's going to have it to 25 to the 20. Tripped up and tackled by a swarm of Hawks defenders at the 18, but not before a first down for James Marsh. Wasn't cover zero. They dropped out of the, pre the significant pressure look there, but Marsh did a nice job of kind of improvising, getting around edge there and finding room to run to pick up that first down. No huddle here for Linden. Two wide receivers to the left, two to the right. The two on the right side. Dakota Barr is out there along with Grant Vanderyat. Snap, and he's going to hand off. This is Melendez coming left and tripped up and a solo tackle made Good there. Tackle. Nice Good job tackle by, there by Aiden, Aiden Mallory. Mallory. Yes, indeed. So... It'll be second down and six yards to go with 8.47 left to go in the first quarter. No score between Hawkinson and Linden in the state 2A championship game. Glad you could join us here on our Sports Radio KJR stream as well as 8.50 a.m. Hawkinson's defense plays really close to the line of scrimmage across the board. Their deepest player right now is about 10 yards off the ball. Here's Marsh with it. It's going to be a quarterback keep on the left side. And Hawkinson is right there, but a tackle is missed. And that allows Marsh to get a few yards and get closer to the line to gain. But it's going to be third down and about two and a half, three. It looked like Hawkinson was going to stop him for no game, but there was a missed tackle on the left side. We know that Linden likes to run the football, and it seems like with the way uh, Hawkinson's deploying themselves, they're committing themselves to trying to stop that run. Could open up those passing opportunities like we saw a minute ago on the overthrow in the end zone. Marsh has Melendez next to him. 12 on the play clock as Marsh looks over at the sideline for the calls. Now he's set. 8-18 left to go in the first quarter. Marsh takes a shotgun snap. Looking at the right. One-on-one -on -one coverage on the right side. Good-looking ball. Catches up. And is it made? 
Yes, it is! Touchdown, Linden! What a beautiful ball cut by Kobe Ilsner. The touchdown makes it 6-0 Lions. We were just talking about that, that those deep play opportunities are going to be there for Linden if they're playing this way defensively. That straight pier one-on-one on the outside, he was going to get no help. Uh, the, the cornerback had tried to take away the inside, and the uh, receiver just goes vertical on the outside. Elsner uh, was able to beat him to the back pylon. Good throw from Marsh over the top and touchdown Linden. A beautiful catchable ball there. After we saw Marsh airmail air, air an opportunity earlier in the drive, this one had just enough lift to get over the defender. Very, very catchable ball and a great job by the receiver as uh, Nico Niehaus was uh, beat on that one. The kick is up, and it is good. And Linden, via the turnover, seven points off the turnover for the Lions. They lead number one, Hawkinson, seven to nothing with 8-10 left to go in the first quarter. We'll be back to the woodshed after this. You're listening to the WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington 2A football championship game right here on South Sound Sports 850. Now back to the 2018 WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington Les Schwab Tires Gridiron Classic on SportsRadioKJR.com and 850 AM. Welcome back to the Tacoma Dome and happy Honda Days from Honda Auto Center of Bellevue, home of the lifetime warranty. Now's the time to make your season merry and bright with low lease and finance rates during the year-end clearance sale happening now at Washington's number one volume Honda dealer. Don't miss your opportunity to save the Kickoff taken by the up back Garrett Gundy in return to the 38-yard line. So a decent field position for Levi Crum in his second possession here for Hawkinson. Takes the snap. He's going to run it right up the middle and a nice tackle by the big man right in the middle there. That was Peyton Scott. 5'9", 195-pound defensive lineman for Linden. It's a it's an undersized defensive front, Curtis. When you look at this offensive line for Hawkinson, they go 240, 260, 285, 240, and then the defensive front for Linden is in that 200-pound range. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, Hawkinson can move him off the ball a little bit. The thing is, they like to do so much through the air. Uh, whether that advantage can be exploited given the fact that there's such a, a passive, pass first sort of offense will be, and that's a false start here on the near side. Receiver moved before the snap there. That would be uh, number nine, which is uh, uh, Sawyer Racanelli. Yeah. You couldn't find him on the roster because yeah. he normally wears 11. Yeah, no, I, I had Peyton Brammer's name in <laughs> my right. head, and I knew he'd, it wasn't him. So. Racanelli is yeah. uh, wearing number nine for his friend Peyton Brammer, who is out for this game with a knee injury. Suffered it a couple weeks ago in the uh, Stillicum game. 7-0 our score. Linden with the lead. 7.25 left to go in the first quarter. Crum looks over to his left to Domingos, the running back. Has a message for him. Now takes a snap over the middle into traffic, but he hits Racanelli. There were four white jerseys around Sawyer Racanelli, but a perfect pass and a perfect catch. And the Tackle made by Kobe Elsner. It's a first down. That's one of those no, 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 yes, yes sort of throws because he threw into as tight a window as you can have there. Uh, and as, as <laughs> Racanelli was somehow able to find that ball coming through hands to get a catch and a big gain across midfield. Well, as soon as he released it, I mean, it, my peripheral vision told me, my gosh, all there is is white there shirts in the middle of the field. There was a ton of white shirts there. <laughs> but he got the completion to his money man, all-state wide receiver Sawyer Racanelli. He of the 1,400 yards and 26 touchdowns. Crum looking over the left side. A little too high for his intended receiver down the sideline. That's Jeremiah Falstick, the 6'3", 215-pound tight end. He had a two-man coverage there again. 
man-to-man uh, -man coverage underneath, two deep safeties over the top. Um, they're rolling a safety over the top of Racanelli to try to help take him away a little bit there. So so Crum turns and goes backside trying to find a one-on-one -on -one matchup he liked and just wasn't able to connect. It was pretty well covered on the backside. That was Grant Vanderyacht in coverage there. You just look at the safety over here on this side, how far he's, he's shifted to that side of the field. And here's a miscommunication between Crum and his wide receiver, Nick Frichtel. Frichtel took off on a go route, and Crum threw look what more like a stop route or a slant route, and it was nearly picked off. It had a little too much heat on it for the cornerback to get there and pick it off, but a dangerous pass there. Crum playing with fire thus far in the early stages. Already yes. been picked off once. And some dangerous throws so far. Uh, look to the near side of the field here. You got Kobe Elsner, the safety for Linden. He's lined up. He's one of the deep safeties on this. He's lined out on the numbers over the top of Racanelli's side of the field to try to help take away that option, if possible, for Hawkinson. Third down and 10. Firing it over the middle. Incomplete. Intended for Aiden Mallory. Carson Bodie on the play, and it'll be a punt situation here for Hawkinson. So two possessions for the vaunted Hawkinson offense goes for an interception and now a punt as they get into Linden territory for the first time, but only to the 46. Linden's playing a lot of uh, man coverage. They're forcing them to, they're, they're daring their receivers to try to beat them, and then they got the safety help over the top on the backside. And so far, um, when they went to the zone, they were able to catch him out a little bit and get the pick the last possession. With the man coverage, they were able to keep him a little bit bottled in this time around. Elsner and Vanderyacht back to return the punt, which will bound at the 10 and squirt into the end zone for a touchback. We'll take a quick timeout. 6.23 left to go in the first quarter. Linden 7 with their second opportunity with the football. Hawkinson nothing. This is the WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington 2A championship game on South Sound Talk 850. Now back to the 2018 WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington Les Schwab Tires Gridiron Classic on SportsRadioKJR.com and 8.50 a.m. First down play by Linden. It looked like just a quarterback power there. Cam Newton-esque around the uh, left end for a gain of maybe a yard. They're going to call it officially no gain. So now Hepner stays in at quarterback. Marsh played quarterback in the first possession. As we mentioned, they're going to flip-flop between Hepner and Marsh. Hepner's first pass attempt. He's going deep. He's got a man at the 50-yard line, and the catch is made into Hawkinson territory. A beautiful ball, and Grant Vanderyacht made a spectacular leaping catch at the 45-yard line of Hawkinson, and they'll mark it at the 40. Great ball, great catch, and Nick Frickdell made the tackle. Hawkinson is daring them to make these plays. Their defense is so pulled up towards the line of scrimmage. That's the, that's the play to take. They're saying, we don't think you can make those. So far, they've made them. On the touchdown throw, on that throw, those options deep downfield. And now you're seeing them back off a little bit on coverage on this particular down as they get set up here. And they've made it with two separate quarterbacks making the throws. Yes, Marsh with the touchdown pass, and now Hepner with a beautiful ball here. Here's the snap. Another quarterback power. This one on the left side. And the hit. The stop there after a gain of about four. Garrett Gundy with the tackle. I mean, watch on this snap here where the, the ball is at the Hawkinson 38-yard line, and the deepest player for Hawkinson's defense right now is at their own 28-yard line. Ten yards from so the line th of scrimmage. I mean, they're, they're tight. They're drawn towards the line of scrimmage. The deep part of the field, is there's no deep safety back there 
to watch the backside of the field. So they're so worried about Linden's run game at this point in time that the pass options could hurt them like we've seen so far. And here's oh, another deep oh. ball. Oh, my goodness. Almost picked off as the wide receiver, Carson Bodie, slipped on the turf. And a picture-perfect interception opportunity for Nicholas Frickdahl goes awry as it hits him right in the numbers. Oh, what a break for Linden right there. Yeah, it was just trying to run a quick slant route on one-on-one with off coverage there, and the receiver falls down. That's right to the cornerback, and he's not able to make the play. And Frickdahl's a wide receiver. He plays both ways for this Hawkinson team. He is not going to drop too many of those. Third down now, and here's the handoff up the middle to Trevin Melendez. He's going to be close to the yard to gain, and I think he might have it. He needed to get to the 30-yard line. They're going to mark him about the 29-and-a-half, and March 4th, says the official. First down and 10 Lions, tackled by Cam Thielen. Impressed by Linden's offense here so far and the fact that they're taking what Hawkinson is trying to give them, saying we don't think he can do this, showing they can, but then still knowing that in, the back, in their back pocket they've got their, their bread and butter there available to them on the ground. 4.23 and ticking here in the first quarter. Linden's already scored once, looking to try to go up two scores here. And here's a fake handoff to the fly sweep man, and it's going to be Brock Hepner taking it right up the middle for about three yards. So it's, it's almost like they're alternating quarterback runs, pass. Quarterback run, pass, just to kind of keep Hawkinson off balance. Yeah, and certainly the fact that you've got two quarterback capable quarterbacks on the field is always going to lend yourselves to possibly the idea of you having to protect against a trick play as well. Yeah, double pass, absolutely. And Marsh is out here towards the wide side. Very easily could run a double pass. Hepner now on the shotgun. Trevin Melendez to his right. Hepner's looking at his teammate quarterback, Marsh, and he's got him at the 10-yard line. Makes a man miss at the 5 and marches into the end zone. Touchdown, Linden, 13 to nothing. Marsh from Hepner, quarterback to quarterback. Touchdown. Man, that's just simple slant, slant route against man coverage. The two, the guy, we're able to get the two defenders crossing up a little bit there. The outside cornerback was not able to drive on on uh, Marsh on the on the slant, get there in time, slides past him into the end zone. Quarterback to quarterback, touchdown Linden, and it's a two score game here already here in the first quarter. That was Nico Niehaus that got beat on the slant route for the touchdown, and the extra point is forthcoming here with 3:34 left to go in an all Linden Lion first quarter. Snap is high. The kick is nearly blocked, but it goes through. And our score with 334 left in the first. The Lions, the number two team in the state, trying to snap the longest winning streak in the Wash in Washington State High School football. The Hawkinson Hawks have won 26 in a row. Linden saying no more. They lead 14 to nothing. Back after this, it's the WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington 2A state title game on South Sound Talk 850. Now back to the 2018 WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington Les Schwab Tires Gridiron Classic on SportsRadioKJR.com and 850 AM. So already the third kickoff for Linden. They had the opening kickoff and then two kickoffs after their ensuing touchdowns. And Hawkinson takes the ball at their own 25 and advances it out on the kickoff to the 37. So, again, decent field position for the Hawks. Now, how do you answer here offensively? Because Levi Crum and his passing game has been shut down thus far by this Linden defense. Well, with what Linden, we've, we've already kind of rated about how Linden is taking what Hawkinson's defense is giving them. 
if Hawkinson was to reciprocate, it would be on the ground game yeah. because of the two deep safety looks. Here's a fly sweep coming from left to right. This is Gundy with it. Turns up the field at the 40 and gets him almost to the 42-yard line. Garrett Gundy, the 5'11", 190-pound senior, tackled by Preston King, number six, the linebacker. As the clock approaches three minutes. It feels like this is very Belichickian approaches from both of these head coaches and trying to take away the thing you want to do most. Right. And so far, Linden's been able to go to their, their, their counterpunch a whole lot more effectively than Hawkinson has been able to. Yeah, Linden is the running team, and they've been throwing the ball all over the yard today. <laughs> well, when every player you've got is within 10 yards of the line right. of scrimmage, it makes all the sense in the world to do so. Crum in trouble, now escapes, He's runs to room. the left. He's got room to the 45, trying to get up to the 50-yard line, and he has shoved out of bounds. A nice job there by Carson Bodie, just kind of staying with Crum and mirroring, mirroring him, making sure he can't get to midfield. Really nice job because Crum had room to the outside. It looked like there, and Bodie was able to make sure to keep him hemmed in and not allow him to get to that outside edge. It, even if he was to miss the tackle there, he was going to force it back into his help, which was uh, very nicely done there by Bodie. 49-yard line of Hawkinson here on a first and 10. He was able to get the first down on that run. Hawkinson has been in Linden territory one other time. See if they can get here now. Domingos to the right. Of Crum. Now the handoff back to the left side. Good run over the 50. And tackle made at the 45-yard line of Linden. A nice gain of six there. Kind of a counter handoff there on that look. Cody Wheeler, I believe, on the run there for uh, Yep, Cody Wheeler, the 5'10 freshman Cody Wheeler. This is kind of what we were just talking about, though. Hawkinson, the, the counterpunch they would have to throw with the two-deep safety look would be on the ground. So far, they've been able to do a little bit of that here on this possession. Three straight runs there from Hawkinson. Hawkinson with 27 yards gained on the ground. Here's a lateral to Wheeler, makes the catch at the 50, advances past the 45 into the 43. The line to gain was the 41. He's going to be a bit short, so leave it about third and a long one here. Preston King, his second tackle of the game. It was effectively a swing pass, but it was backwards, so it works as a lateral. So that's four straight rushes now for Hawkinson as they're trying to answer that same way by getting the ball on the ground more here. Tight formation now. Wildcats set here. Now they'll bring Levi Crum back to the quarterback. Third down and one. See if they run some power against a three-man front here is all, Curtis. Mm -hmm. They should be able to get one yard against a three-man front. They will run it, and they do get it. They didn't get much more, but they got what they needed. Good penetration right up the middle there from uh, Linden. Uh, that would be Jacob Kettles uh, right, over the, right over the nose guard, was able to get penetration in the backfield, but not able to disrupt that run enough uh, before the linebackers could get there. Nice run on that play for the first down. First tackle of the game for Bodie Human. He actually leads Linden in tackles this year, has 79 solo and 60 assists on the season, 139 stops in 12 football games. That's like BBK stuff right there. <laughs> Shotgun for Crum. Takes a snap, stands at the 45-yard line. Points downfield. Tries to get, tries to throw it, and now we'll tuck it and get it past the 40-yard line. He's pushed out of bounds. We'll see how much his forward progress took him. They're going to spot it at the 36, a five-yard gain, and it'll be second down and five. Hawkinson does not want, I mean, as we talked about, Sawyer does, uh, they do not want Sawyer Racanelli to beat him. They've got, they're, they're keeping a safety over the top of his side of the field, way to his side of the field, too. Throughout both of these early, uh, all three of these early possessions, they're saying, okay, if we're going to give you anything, it's going to be the opposite side of the field. You've got to go to your other options. 
Bump and run coverage on Racanelli here on the near side. Crum looks at him. Now scrambles with left. He's got a lot of running room. He's got a first down past the 30 to the 25. And is tackled out of bounds at the 24-yard line. Tackle Bode made again. by Bodie again. He's doing a nice job on that far side as the clock ticks to 30 seconds now. And we have one more snap before the end of the first quarter and a 14-0 Linden advantage. I couldn't, re- I couldn't tell who the receiver on that side was. It might have been uh, Wyatt Jones. He ran a post route from that. Uh, it was Frichtel. Nicholas Frichtel ran a post route from the backside there. Safety went to his way, James Marsh, and that opened up room on the outside side of the field for Crum to escape out that side for the big gain on the scramble. Crum with 15 seconds. Goes to Racanelli. Screen across the middle. Makes the catch at the 25 and advances to about the 23-yard line. Sawyer Racanelli on a little wider. There's a little middle screen there, Curtis. Yeah, a little tunnel screen on the near side here on the quick uh, – uh, trying to get him some room to run because he hasn't been able to get the ball otherwise here in the first quarter. Preston King, another tackle. That's his third, and that will bring us to the end of the first quarter. Good, solid first quarter for the Linden Lions, but the number one Hawkinson Hawks are marching downfield. They are in the red zone, trailing 14 to nothing. We'll be back with the second quarter right after this. You're listening to the WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington two-way state championship game presented by Honda Auto Center of Bellevue here on South Sound Talk 850. Now back to the 2018 WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington Les Schwab Tires Gridiron Classic on SportsRadioKJR.com and 8.50 a.m. Hawkinson football, second down and four for Levi Crum. He's going to hand it up the middle. That's Wheeler. Gets about three, and it'll be third down and one as we start the second quarter of play. Honda Auto Center of Bellevue, where the Hondas are. We've had the honor of saying that for the past 37 years because more people get their new Honda from Honda Auto Center of Bellevue than anywhere else in the Northwest. Curtis, you were talking about the double team, constant double team on star wide receiver Sawyer Racanelli. Isn't there something that they could run behind him if he's taken two guys out of the play? Possibly. The thing they're trying now is they moved him to the other side of the field. So now he's on Marsh's side of the field as opposed to... Uh, Quarterback keeper here, just enough for the first down. Levi Crum was met at the line of scrimmage, did a nice job of kind of wheeling and spinning to his right and falling forward. That's really all he needed to do was kind of that Chris Carson move where he constantly falls forward yeah. for an extra yard and a half. First red zone possession here for Hawkinson, the first chance, and now the, now the field's going to constrict a little bit too. So uh, well, they've been able to run it to get it down here to this point. Are they still able to run it when the space gets a little bit less and those uh, second-level defenders are a little bit closer to the line? Cody Wheeler's been fairly successful, four carries, 14 yards. Crum has five carries for 28, and Crum just about goes down. He throws it away. Is that going to be a grounding? No, looks like there's a man in the area as Crum was flung down at the 20-yard line. That Jacob was Jacob Kettles, Kettles the big 6'5", 280-pound senior, the biggest man on that defensive front for Linden, got, got him. He was the same one that almost broke up that run there earlier on the possession, getting into the backfield. Uh, was able to get his arms around Crum, but Crum just able to dump it off, get it into the ground toward a receiver to be able to avoid the, uh, the sack on the play. Hey, this is 2A football, but there's some big boys down on that line on both sides of these teams. Linden staying in a too-high look defensively. Crum, shotgun snap, a little low. He's going to swing it out to the left side. Wheeler's got it at the 15. Nice, nice tackle, a solo tackle made there. Preston King. Woo, Preston King with four tackles already here in this first half. He has been everywhere for Linden. Really nice job there in the man coverage to get from the middle of the field out there to chase the running back out on the swing pass to the near side. 10-30 and counting here in the first half. 
Linden leads Hawkinson 14-0. Linden, the number two team in the state, undefeated. Hawkinson, the number one team in the state, undefeated, and a 26-game winning streak on the line, which is the state's longest. But they trail by two scores right now and facing third and eight at the 11-yard line of Linden. Crum with Wheeler to his right, rolling to the right. He's got a man in the corners, Racanelli, but threw it too far wide, and it almost looked like the short man towards the sticks over there. Number four, Garrett Gundy, may have had a better opportunity had he just checked it down to Gundy there. Well, sprint out to the right from the far hash, trying to get a way to get uh, Racanelli some space on the comeback toward the pylon there, just was not able to get the throw where it needed to be for that completion to have a chance. I mean, they're doing every. Uh, Linden is doing everything they can to take him away from Crum, not give him the option to get to his favorite receiver that's out here with him on the, uh, today, and it's difficult for them to get anything going in the passing game because of it. Key play, fourth and eight for the Hawkinson Hawks, and we've got a stoppage here and a timeout taken by whom? By Linden, which is interesting because Hawkinson was late getting the play in. And by the time they really got lined up, there were only five seconds on the play clock. So I almost think the advantage there was Linden because Hawkinson looked a little scrambled, but it was Linden that calls the timeout there. Well, I think they know how critical a play this is too. Yeah. If they can keep them off the they, – so far, Hawkinson has not been able to slow them down at all defensively. So if they can keep them off the board, they might be able to go right down again, and now it's a three-score game, and this game feels like it's getting away from you. Yeah, no question about it. Head coach Rick Steele of Hawkinson, over 30 years as a Vancouver firefighter. Man, you look at Rick Steele down there, he looks like a football coach. Bald head, mustache, good shape. I mean, he just looks like he is the stereotypical football coach-looking dude. He's got a hat on right now, a uh, blue Hawkinson hat on. I had a chance to talk to Rick on the phone uh, for about a half hour this week. Just a, just a really, really nice guy. He was very, very willing to talk about his team for as long as I needed and uh, just uh, has run a brilliant program at Hawkinson, the most successful two-way program in the state over the last five years, 55-5. and five. And here's a handoff, and we got a double reverse to Racanelli. He looks at Crum in the end zone, and it's a touchdown! Wow. Racanelli on the wide receiver pass, back to the quarterback. That is the Philly special Basically. right there. Basically, it's definitely a variation of it. A lot of similarities on that for sure. The Not an awesome job to see Hawkinson pull that out here. They knew how critical the position this was for them as well. You'll remember the Super Bowl, Trey Burton on the Philly special to Nick Foles, the quarterback, for the touchdown. And that's basically what Hawkinson ran right there on fourth and eight. And if Hawkinson ends up winning this game, Curtis, mark down nine minutes and 59 seconds left in the second where they run a double reverse pass on a fourth and nine for a touchdown. Wow. Well, uh, that changes the scope of this game here pretty quickly, <laughs> oh doesn't it? goodness. What a play coach. We're just talking about Rick Steele and how great of a guy he has. <laughs> he has got some serious stones, too. Holy smokes. Running a trick play on a fourth and nine. The extra point is good. He's clapping his hands out there in the middle of the field, exhorting his team, and we'll take a timeout. We got a new ball game here, and the momentum has shifted to the black shirts, the Hawkinson Hawks. 14-7 our score. Linden by a score with 9.59 left in the second. Don't go anywhere. This is a good one. You're listening to WIAA, Dairy Farmers of Washington, two-way title game right here on South Sound Talk 850. 
Now back to the 2018 WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington Les Schwab Tires Gridiron Classic on SportsRadioKJR.com and 850 AM. Here's a kickoff to Linden taken deep at the five-yard line and only carrying it out to the 17-yard line. Great special teams play there by Hawkinson, and that momentum has definitely shifted. Curtis, take us through that uh, Philly special double reverse for the touchdown. I mean, it wasn't exactly the Philly special, but it was a variant of it for sure. Hawkinson there had a receiver come in motion from the near side of the field going left to right, got the handoff from Crum, who then pitches it to Racinelli on the reverse coming backside. Nice, I couldn't tell who it was. Nice job by the tackle on that side, sealing the sealing the edge too to allow Racinelli the time to get that throw out to Crum for the touchdown. Big change in momentum there for this game. So Racinelli with 26 receiving touchdowns on the game throws a touchdown to Levi Crum. It's now James Marsh back in at quarterback for Linden. He rolls to the right. He's getting chased all the way back to his five yard line. He's got to throw it away. Great hustle there. That was uh, Sawyer Racinelli, the man that threw the touchdown pass, coming and bringing serious heat on James Marsh. Almost had about a loss of 15 on that play because he ran all the way back to his own five-yard line before he threw it away. Well, subtle yards um, come into play because Hawkinson's kickoff went all the way to the one. Free ball into the end zone. Some automatic 20, you know, comes out to the 20 here. They're able to pin him inside the 20 because of the kickoff going all the way back to the one, and they were able to rally and get the tackle too. So second down and 10 for Marsh. Marsh going to run the quarterback power on the left side and tripped up. Not much of a gain there. Is that Garrett Gundy on the tackle again? I believe it is. Tackle by Garrett Gundy. 9.30 left to go here in the first half. Been a very entertaining half of football. Two touchdown scoring drives by Linden. And then the answer by Hawkinson on a fourth and nine double reverse touchdown. Hawkinson still hasn't changed their defense all that much. They're still playing pretty close to the line of scrimmage in general across the board. You're right. The deep safety, quote-unquote, is seven yards off the ball right now. Seven yards. There is nobody on defense deeper than seven yards, and they're going deep on it. Man-to-man coverage on the left side. Going up and making the catch. Yes, indeed. What a grab on the far side, and that's Brock Hepner, the other quarterback who's also a fantastic wide receiver. He's got 400 yards and receiving yards this year, along with 10 touchdowns, and he goes up for that one. Tackle made by Nico Niehaus, who's been picked on a couple of times today. That was good coverage. He was right there. He was right in his hip pocket. Terrific job there by Hefner to go over the top of him and take that one away. So Hefner still on the far side, which is the short side of the field. Ball on the left hash for Marsh. In the shotgun snap, all by him is Lomesome. Quarterback power again, and we're going to have movement up front on Linden. That's going to push it back and make it first and 15 with 8.35 left to go in the first half. No, check that. It's going to be offsides. That whistle blew so early that I thought it was going to be a false start penalty, but the penalty instead... Encroachment on the defense, so first and five, which allows James Marsh to do just about anything that he wants to do here. Walks up to his center. You got a one-on-one here on the near side now with Elsner as well. It is against, I think, Racinelli, so I mean, uh, no, no, it's uh, Frichtel on the near side. 
Straight quarterback sweep around the left side. And he's going to make the first down. He's going to gain about six there. Not much uh, in the way of defense. He just kind of tripped on the sideline over the far side. It almost looked like it caught Hawkinson napping there. Aiden Mallory was the closest man pushing him out of bounds. So first down and ten for Linden as they try to answer the Hawkinson touchdown and wrestle the momentum back here in the second quarter, leading 14-7. Well, the thing Hawkinson needs to do is find a way to stop Linden because they've shown no ability to do so yet in this game. Marsh getting set for the shotgun snap. He's got Trevin Melendez next to him. He's going to hand off to Melendez, going on the left side. Makes a man miss, stiff arms a man at the 30-yard line and gets down to the 29. It was Wyatt Jones on the tackle, a much smaller tackler as Melendez just took him down, took about three yards with him. Well, this is the catch-22 that Hawkinson is facing right now is that they're playing off-man coverage, trying to keep as many guys near the line of scrimmage as they can. It's opening up opportunities in the passing game, but then Linden is so skilled at running the football as well. It, it's, it's a tough offense for them to stop. First down and 10 with 7.22 left in the half. Here's the snap. And the handoff to Melendez. Nothing doing there. Nicely done there by Cam Thielen. Also Jonathan Domingos in on that tackle. That was uh, one of the better stops we've seen from this Hawkinson defense who's really been pushed around today thus far. Yeah, and a shotgun handoff there from Marsh to, to Melendez, and he hit a wall a yard in the backfield. Linden thus far, four of seven through the air, 105 yards and two touchdowns. Split evenly with Marsh and Hepner, a touchdown apiece. And here's Marsh back to pass. Throws a high arcing ball on the right side and going up and trying to get it is Hepner on this side, and nothing doing there. It's knocked out of bounds. Niehaus on the coverage again there. They're trying They're trying to go after him, partly because he's not having any help. They're, they're leaving him one-on-one -on -one right. a lot of the time out here, and uh, they're trying to attack him because there's no help from able to get there at all. It's straight man-to-man -man in a lot of these situations. Linden has run the ball effectively, 12 carries, 56 yards with a long of 13. That's almost five yards per carry. Trips to the right side for Marsh. One wide receiver to the left. Marsh rolling out after the shotgun snap. He's got some running room. He decides to. Gets past the 30. Now the 25. Makes a man miss at the 20. Down to the 15-yard line and pushed out of bounds. And that's going to be a first down for James Marsh and Linden with 6.30 left to go in the second quarter. Nice job there by Marsh. It looked like it was man-to-man -man across the board again. All vertical routes opens up the underneath. So as soon as they, all those uh, defenders retreated and he was able to get outside, there wasn't much there to, to deal with the quarterback. Uh, Gundy was one-on-one -on -one with him in space, wasn't able to get him on the ground, and that was enough to pick up the, the long yardage third down there for, uh, for Linden. So Linden now over five yards a carry on the game. Marsh with Melendez next to him. Takes the snap at the 20. Hands off Melendez. Gets back to the line of scrimmage and maybe a yard. Nice job by Gundy there. Did a nice job of setting the edge on the, on the backside of that run. It was able to close down and get Melendez on the ground. Garrett Gundy coming into the game with 63 tackles. Has three more tonight. 6-12 left, and we've got a officials timeout. As Linden knocking on the door down near the 15-yard line. And James Marsh is, uh, looks like he's got a bloody elbow. He's going to have to get that looked at. So they'll bring in. Is that Dakota Barr coming in? Yeah, they'll bring in Dakota Barr. It's nice that they already have another quarterback that's already on the field. They just move him from wide receiver to quarterback. So they'll bring in another wide receiver in Barr, and they'll have Brock Hepner run the QB uh, here as 
Marsh goes well, over. Bar, to I believe, is a six-five receiver as well. So he's got some size there on the outside. As long as Hawkins is going to play him one-on-one, -on -one, yeah. that's a jump ball opportunity and waiting. And Hepner's looking over that left side too. You can see him salivating. He's going right there, no. up top, Wheel and out. it's over top of the intended receiver. It was the wheel out of the backfield, though. Is that going to be a personal foul? Late hit on the quarterback, I believe. Yes, indeed. Oh, man, Hepner was hit late as he let go of the football. Hepner trying to get that to Elsner on a wheel out of the slot. Um, Barr was running an in-breaking route there. I think it was a slant on the far side. Uh, and then the wheel round, you know, the wheel against the man going around it up the up the sideline. It was there. He had his man beat, overthrown by Hefner, but the flag down in the backfield could uh, could give them a good chunk of this yardage anyway. Well, it's going to give them half the distance to the goal line, that's for sure. Hey, fans, Honda Auto Center of Bellevue gives you more, more choices, more service, more value, and now more confidence because every new and certified pre-owned Honda from Honda Auto Center of Bellevue comes with a complimentary, complimentary lifetime warranty. No limits, no cost, no kidding. You're going to love your new Honda from Honda Auto Center of Bellevue, and we'll make sure it always stays that way. A complimentary lifetime warranty, peace of mind, and long-term protection and value. Honda Auto Center of Bellevue, where the Hondas are. Dick Fain, along with Curtis Crabtree, our statistician. Today, Steve Dion, Dylan Hole running the board back at our uh, 950 KJR studios in Seattle. Linden with a 14-7 lead and knocking on the door once again. And we'll see how confident it is. If Linden has to go for a field goal, we'll see how confident they, uh, they are in their uh, field goal kicker. But they got some pretty good field position here as it'll be second and short. And we'll see if you never know in high school whether it's four-down territory or three-down territory, even when you get inside the 20-yard line. Taking a look at the numbers from this one. For Hawkinson, Levi Crum, three of nine and an interception. Peyton Brammer, or excuse me, uh, Sawyer Racanelli, one of one with the touchdown pass on the double reverse pass to Crum. Crum has six carries for 30 yards, along of 11. And Racanelli leads Hawkinson in receiving with two catches for 26 yards. James Marsh, 2 of 5 for 38 yards and a touchdown pass. Brock Hepner, 2 of 4, 67 yards and a touchdown. And Marsh leads Linden in carries with 5 and yards with 37. And here's Marsh with it again, his sixth carry of the game. He has stonewalled. Loss of yardage there, and it'll be third down and short. So a potential big stop coming up for the Hawks defense. Jonathan Domingos amongst a cadre of Hawks making that tackle. Marsh back on the field, obviously, after getting tended to on the sidelines there on the previous snap. He's uh, trying to run off left tackle and got blown up. And here's a power right up the middle. Is he going to oh, have enough? Sure. That's going to be close. Looks like with the spot, they're going to give it to him. They're going to give it to him on the six-yard line. And that's uh, just so tough to stop a 6'4", 220-pound quarterback. That, that literally is what Cam Newton does right there. He yeah. just takes the shotgun snap. He runs as hard as he can right in the middle of the back of his center and just trying to lean forward for a yard, and he gets it. So first and goal here at the 6. Big opportunity for Lynn to go back up two scores. Their biggest lead was 14-0. Here's the snap. Another quarterback power on the right side. That time, 2-3 Hawkinson Hawks led by... Nathan Balderas with the stop. Balderas, 6'4", 285, junior. Really nice job by Jeremiah Falstick there to set the edge on the near side. Uh, was able to keep that play hemmed in. Uh, the running back was coming out trying to lead block on him there in uh, Trevin Melendez, and he was able to force that run back to the inside to his help and was able to keep that thing blown up. 
Long drive here for Linden. Hawkinson D's been on the field for a long time. This drive started all the way back inside the 20-yard line, and now a timeout's taken by Linden. We will as well. 4.20 left to go in the first half. Linden 14, Hawkinson 7. You're listening to the 2A title game on South Sound Talk 850. Now back to the 2018 WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington Les Schwab Tires Gridiron Classic on SportsRadioKJR.com and 850 AM. Dick Fane, Curtis Crabtree, a second and eight. And the ball is lobbed to the left side of the end zone. Some contact there. And yes, indeed, we're going to have a call. And you see that a lot, Curtis, on underthrown balls in the end zone where the contact is made as the receiver's trying to go back to get the football. But I think that was the right call. Yeah, they were just trying to run a fade to the corner, and that throw, throw was absolutely underthrown. So then Elsner's trying to go up over Niehaus to make that play, and the, the contact comes as the cornerback's trying to race out there to get to the corner, and uh, it's going to give uh, Lennon a first down here. So a hot and cold game thus far for Niehaus. I guess if you're going to be in on almost every pass play, you're going to have some good plays, you're going to have some not-so-good plays. I mean, no corner is perfect out there if he's being thrown at you know, eight, nine times in a half, which is the way it's been. They have really been going after Nico Niehaus. Well, they're – Hawkinson's not doing anything to help him either. Right. I mean, he is on an island out there. So Linden is doing what they should do. They should take the shots that are there, and that means attacking Niehaus right now. There's no safety help. He's not getting any help to the inside of the field, so it's not like he can play with outside leverage and try to force this thing to a safe, knowing there's safety help to the inside. He's playing to the inside on these receivers on the outside, and so when they break to the corner, he's got to try to race to get there, hoping that the, the longer throw that they have to make to the corner to get to the space is more challenging enough to help him out a little bit. But it's a tough, it's a tough task that they're asking him to do here. 4-12 left in the first half. Knocking on the door of the Linden Lions. They're at the four-yard line, second and goal. Marsh takes the snap, hands it off up the middle. Looked like a little bit of a juggle there on the transfer to the running back, Melendez. He was able to secure it, but not much there. Sawyer Racanelli on the tackle. He crashed down on that play really hard on that run play and was able to get to Melendez there in the backfield. So big, big play coming up here. Third and four for Linden. No gain there. Oh, look at this little adjustment they made. They put Racanelli, I believe, out on the far side on Elsner here now that they're down near the goal line. Niehaus is now switched over here onto Vanderjaan on this side. And here's Marsh in the shotgun again. Looks to his left, tries to dump it over the top to his, I believe it was intended for his running back, running a little wheel route over there, but he didn't get, get up field, and it's going to be a field goal opportunity on the incomplete pass. I'm not sure who it was intended for, honestly. It was it really right between both of them. <laughs> if it was intended for the running back, he threw it way too far upfield. If it was intended for the receiver, he underthrew him by a mile, which might have been the smart move because he was covered. Right, right. So maybe it could have been a throwaway. Yeah, I mean, it, could it, just throw it very well looked like a throwaway in a lot of ways. Throw it to the empty spot of turf over there on the left side to make sure you can try to get three points here. And an opportunity for Linden to get that field goal. And the kick is up, and it is good. So Linden extends their lead out. Marco Samakovic with the field goal, making it 17-7. to 325 left to go in the first half. You're listening to the 2A title game on South Sound Talk 850. Now back to the 2018 WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington Les Schwab Tires Gridiron Classic on SportsRadioKJR.com and 8.50 a.m. 
just a 15-play drive by the Linden Lions. Gets them some points. Three, they were looking for seven, but a nice job by Hawkinson inside the five-yard line, stonewalling Linden. And now Racanelli takes the kickoff from his own five and advances up the middle to the 28. So really feels like a big possession here for Hawkinson. Even if they can just get three going into the locker room and being down seven, I think they'd take it right Linden now. Linden gets the ball at the, at the break, don't they? That's correct. So, I mean, this could be a, a, a nice swing for Hawkinson if they can come down there and make it a three-point game or whatnot. Oh, Crumb's we go. got a man wide open on the left side and short-arming the ball. Oh, my goodness, number six, Nicholas Frichtel, who was wide, wide open. Little, he had his man beat. Little double move there on Vanderjack by Frichtel, and he was wide open. Pretty good ball from Crumb, maybe two inches too far, but, I mean, it hits him square in the hands. That's a ball Frichtel needs to make. Crumb saw it. He saw the, the double move wide open, and that would have given Hawkinson a first down in Linden territory. First big play chance they've had so far That's today, right. really. Linden's got a safety really deep. That's James Marsh. Crum with the snap. Scrambling out to his right. Now hits Wheeler. Makes the catch, and he is not going anywhere. Catch on the right side, and that's going to be no gain, maybe even a loss of a half a yard. Brock Hepner, the quarterback, Slash receiver, do-it-all man for Linden, playing both ways and making the stop there. Man, that, that drop could really come back to hurt them in this one. Uh, I mean, they Linden's done such a good job of keeping their offense hemmed in all game long, forced them to go away from their comfort zone, have to run the ball the last possession here. They get a chance to hit a big shot up over the top of the field for a good 20, 25-yard gain to, bring, to open this drive, and they just can't get that play to come through. Crum in the gun, looking over the middle. He's got a man, and the catch is made for a first down. The ball kind of hung in the air, wasn't sure if it was going to get to its intended target, Colby Elsner. But how about Elsner? A great hands catch Fall there stick. over the middle. That was Falstick. Jeremiah oh, Falstick. My, my yeah. bad. Falstick. Two for the other side. <laughs> two, for Linden, yeah. two on the catch and two on the tackle. Yeah. Elsner on, uh, on the tackle and Falstick on the catch. Nice throw. Right on the money, great catch by Fallstick, too, with tight coverage. 2-11 left to go on a first down and 10 near midfield. Scrambling and going down is Levi Crum Blake, or excuse me, Brock Hepner, the sack, the first sack of the game for Linden. But now with that first down, at least you can control the clock if you're Hawkinson. Even if you don't score here, you can make sure that Linden doesn't get the ball back. Or if they do, there's inside a minute left when they get it. Yeah, you can definitely uh, burn the clock here. You don't want to go too fast because they've got all the time they need if they were going to go down here and score themselves. But they're certainly in a chance to control this clock a little bit more. 1.30 left in the first half. Clock ticking. Linden leading Hawkinson 17-7. Ball at the midfield strike. And now another opportunity for a sack and spun down again is Crum. Sacked by Jacob Kettle, 6'5", 280, bringing Crum down. And Hawkinson's going backwards here. Now, if you're Linda, do you take a timeout here? Let's be third in an eternity. It's third and 20, and Linda's just, just letting the clock run. Well, you're going to have your two timeouts here to use, at least when you get the ball back anyway. I think you save it for after this play. And then... Uh, See where you can go from there. I mean, you can make, yeah, you could certainly make the argument you could take the time out here. But, you know, then if they do convert this some way or some form, I don't know if I want to give them any more time. I feel comfortable with a 10 point lead right now if I'm winning. 
45 seconds left. A lot of clock comes off. Here's Racanelli, double pass. Catches over to the far side, and he's hit a man over the middle. It's going to be short of the first down, but Hawkinson may be deciding to go for it here. Will they take a timeout with 35 seconds left? Preston King on the tackle. Catch made by Wyatt Jones. It was a nice double pass. Racanelli's second completion of the game. 22 seconds left in the half. And now finally Hawkinson takes a timeout. Boy, oh boy. I got to question the clock management there. They have run one play, two plays since the 130 mark. There's now 20 seconds left on the clock. And the ball's still at the 45-yard line. They got a ways to go here. Well, you're facing a fourth down now. So, I mean... Did you want to go for this or not? I mean, you probably do, but if something was to go horribly wrong, now it's only a midfield. You might even be able to get a Hail Mary attempt if you're Lennon going right. back the other way. I don't know if I'd want to give them a ton of time to do anything here down the stretch if, if the ball does go over to that side. It seems like it's both a, teams were caught in no man's land. Yeah, both, a little bit. Both coaches were like, ah, do we take a timeout or do we let it run? Which is more advantageous? And really what happened, I think it ended up burning Hawkinson here because Hawkinson faces a fourth and four, 20 seconds left to go. They should be able to convert a fourth and four, especially with Linden. You know, you would think Linden's going to be protecting against the, you know, 15, 20-yard pass with only 20 seconds left well, here. We've seen their kicker's got a pretty good leg. They might be able to get it. Crumb fires over the middle. One-handed catch, but then broken up. Oh, my goodness. Racanelli had it in his left hand. It looked like it was going to be a brilliant one-handed catch, but then instead the defense got there, stripped it out of his hands. It'll be Linden football. But, yeah, 15 seconds left. I mean, Linden, I mean, Linden's got to go 40 yards for a field goal attempt here. Yeah. Eh. I mean, they just did not leave themselves with enough time, and they still have two timeouts left. Or, excuse me, one timeout left. They very easily could have had well, 45 seconds to a minute Hawkinson to work here. can play a different defense than they've been playing so far and just sit back and make sure they keep everything underneath them here as right. well. Uh, as you're seeing, I mean, you're finally talking about seeing a safety somewhere farther than 10 yards downfield right now because <laughs> they've got a, they got a guy about 25 yards off the ball here for the first time all game. Well, now Linden's going to use their last timeout before even running a play. Well, you do have an opportunity in high school football, like you do in college, to complete a pass over the middle for 25, 30 yards and then go up and it, it, you know, by the time it gets spotted, you can spike it and you'll definitely have time for another play with 15 seconds left here. You probably wouldn't kick a field goal in that situation, but you would have at least a decent shot at the end zone if you got down to the 30 or 35-yard Well, line. look, if I'm Lennon, as, as much as uh – you're comfortable with running the football and having your quarterbacks run the football. If Hawkinson's going to slag off as far as they are on this to keep pretending anything, maybe run it for a quarterback 20. run. Yeah. See if you can break something down there and then get your timeout off to where then you can either get a throw at the end zone or if you're close enough to try a field goal attempt at the buzzer. Um, I don't know if I'd try to force anything downfield. You, you know you're getting the ball to open the next half. Right, that's a good call. Um, you know, you might just have a numbers advantage running a quarterback power or something out of this and just trying to, to work your way downfield. But they, it looks like they're kind of in a uh, kneel-down setup. It does. looks like they're not going to take a shot at all. And as you mentioned, they do get the ball coming up out of the timeout or out of the uh, huddle in the uh, locker room. And the snap and the knee goes down. And the Linden Lions are two quarters away 
from snapping the longest winning streak of any classification in the state of Washington, but they still have some work to do, but they're off to a good start. Linden, 17, Hawkinson, 7, here at halftime at the Tacoma Dome, our halftime show coming up next. All the stats, we'll chat with Ryland Spencer, more from Curtis Crabtree as well. This is Varsity Football Live's presentation of the WIAA, Dairy Farmers of Washington, Les Schwab Tires, 2A championship game on South Sound Talk 850. Now back to the 2018 WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington Les Schwab Tires Gridiron Classic on SportsRadioKJR.com and 8.50 a.m. The stats pretty even here at halftime, Curtis. Uh, Linden, 173 total yards. Hawkinson, 131. Through the air, Linden at 105. Hawkinson at 86 in the rushing yards. Linden 68 to Hawkinson's 45 first downs, almost even. 10 for Linden and 8 for Hawkinson, but one big turnover. The interception uh, back in their own end, and uh, Linden was able to capitalize with the touchdown. Yeah, opening drive right out of the gate to get that turnover and set up a touchdown so early on. It's such a big swing because, just like we mentioned with Linden getting the ball out of the half here too, it's tough for, for Hawkinson to build some momentum off of that, uh, knowing that Linden's going to get the ball here coming out. They've already got the lead. Now they're going to get the ball again, have the chance, like we talked about earlier, to potentially go down and make it a three-score game. That's 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 a tough hole to dig out of, even if you are as proficient at passing the ball as Hawkinson is, because Linden's done a terrific job of scheming against him. With Peyton Brammer out, they can roll coverage towards Sawyer Racanelli, and they're doing a good job of taking away the stuff that, that Hawkinson wants to do. So, um, yeah, that turnover is going to be a huge part of this game for sure. Individually in this one for Linden, James Marsh, 2 of 6, 38 yards and a touchdown pass. Brock Hepner, 2 of 4, 67 yards and a touchdown with a long of 40. Rushing the ball, James Marsh, 8 carries for 39 yards, a 4.6 average. Trevor Melendez, 7 carries for 29 yards at 4.1. And then receiving Grant Vanderyat, 1 catch for 40 yards. Uh, James Marsh has the touchdown reception of 27 yards. Kobe Elsner with a touchdown catch of 12 yards. And for Hawkinson, Levi Crum. 5 of 13. He hasn't really been himself, and you can tell they're missing that number two wide receiver, aren't they? Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, I think the passing numbers are a little bit undersold here for Linden as well. I mean, collectively, between the two of them, they're 4 for 10 for 105 yards, but that's two touchdowns. And we're talking about a pass interference call down here as well that goes their way. Yep. They're ta- you know, with the way Hawkinson's playing them, pretty much straight man-to-man across the board, off man-to-man coverage, there's chances there for big plays, and they've hit a couple big ones. And so, you know, for an offense, it's usually a ground-and-pound sort of offense, even out of the, you know, using their quarterbacks and out of the, the shotgun as runners. Those big plays are huge for Linden to be able to take advantage of those. And when those opportunities were there for them early, they didn't just come in and do what they, they normally do. They saw those opportunities, and they pounced on them, and that helped them get that early advantage. Levi Crum, eight carries for 30 yards, leading the way for Hawkinson, but he has been harassed here in the second quarter. He averages only... 2.5 yards per carry. He's been sacked a couple of times here in the second quarter. Our score is 17-7. Linden with the lead on Hawkinson. They do get the football as well, do the Lions, to start the third quarter. We'll take a quick timeout. Ryland Spencer from Cascadia Preps will join us to tell us about all the other games that have happened and are going to happen here at the Tacoma Dome on Championship Weekend right here on South Sound Talk 850. 
Now back to the 2018 WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington Les Schwab Tires Gridiron Classic on SportsRadioKJR.com and 850 AM. Welcome back to the old woodshed, which is now the newer woodshed, renovated here and uh, just opened about a month or so ago. Ready and fresh for the championship weekend here, and nobody knows championship weekend like our man from CascadiaPreps.com, Ryland Spencer, who's joined us all season long on Varsity Football Live. How you doing, man? Great. I mean, you know, so far three, I thought, good games. I mean, you know, the last couple, uh, you know, probably not as exciting as people would like, but from a fan standpoint, I thought so far all three really, really good contests. Well, let's talk about the nightcap last night, the uh, the 3A title game that uh, everybody's uh, paying attention to, and that's obviously the rivalry between number one Eastside Catholic and number two O'Day. And, uh, you know, I got a chance to watch the second half of that game on television. I wasn't down here last night. I was obviously a... I had a Husky game to watch uh, while that yeah. was on the, uh, in the first half, so I missed the, the first half of the game. But, uh, you know, Gio Ursino, 11 carries, 93 yards, a couple touchdowns, the ground and pound game for Eastside Catholic really working in that game. Yeah, you know, and what they did was they, they really gave the ball to Sam Adams a lot early and kind of wore O'Day down a little bit. O'Day was, uh, they were, you know, Owen Prentice, one of their big linemen, was only playing one side of the ball. He wasn't playing defensively. Uh, so that that always hurts, but you know uh, they kind of they kind of wore O'Day down with Sam Adams, and then put uh, Ursino in there, and he's uh, more of a speed only type back, and you know he really uh, made him pay. Were you surprised at uh, O'Day's you know lack of getting anything going offensively? O'Day's such a great running team; they only ran it 25 times for 90 yards. Well, you know it's something you and I talked about. Um, I don't know when you guys played the uh, I think it was pregame yesterday. Yeah. Um, you know the thing is, is O'Day lives and dies by the by the run and, and, and dominating in the trenches. And if there's one team in this state that can match them in in terms of physicality and and, and uh, you know talent inside, it's Eastside Catholic, and that's exactly what we saw last night. So Eastside Catholic, what's that? Uh, three titles in the last five years for Eastside Catholic, is I that right? That's correct. So uh, Jeremy Thielbar just doing a, a fantastic job as always. And uh, you know, elsewhere uh, in the championships last night. Uh, Number two, Kalama against number four, Napavine. It was uh, Kalama getting the best of Napavine in a pretty close game, but uh, Napavine had to come from behind to make it close. Was it pretty much the, the blowout in the first three quarters as the uh, the score would have indicated, 34-13 uh, to 13 after three? You know, a little bit. Uh, the thing is, is Napavine really struggled. Their quarterback, Dawson Stanley, who uh, I, I guess he's kind of struggled against Kalama in the past. He, he really struggled. At one point, I think he was two – or excuse me, I think he was three of 15. Um, you know, and, and – you know, he just never got it going. And, and when you can't get an offense going against Kalama, that offense is so explosive. Alex Dyer, their quarterback, is phenomenal. I mean, he is really, really talented for being at the 2B level. So, you know, when they couldn't get anything going offensively, you, you kind of felt the, uh, the, the field kind of tilt, you know, against, against right. Napa Vine. And they were really treading uh, uphill the whole game. Colville uh, blasted Newport in the championship game earlier on today, the uh, the 10 a.m. game here, 48-7. to 7, uh, Who got it going for Colville? I, their quarterback, John Knight, that kid is phenomenal. He's a, he's a state champion wrestler. Uh, now he's a state champion in football. And, you know, he, just, he does so many things for them, and, and he's got a great arm. And, you know, the thing for Newport is, is they just didn't really have the horses to go against, uh, against Colville. I expected a much closer game. The game they played earlier this year, I believe, was 28-7. Uh, Colville won that one also. But, you know, that's a Newport team that uh, I, I hate to say they had a little bit of an easier path to the state finals, but, uh, you know, they, they didn't play the, uh, the toughest route like right. Colville did with a Royal in the semifinals. And Colville obviously uh, pulling off that huge upset, uh, snapping the longest 
state winning streak. It was in the 50s, and now we've got another state winning streak. Uh, it's at 26 right now that's in uh, jeopardy with Hawkinson down here, 17-7. to A uh, shout-out to Jacob Larson uh, for Colville. He had almost 200 yards of total offense, uh, 90 yards rushing, 107 yards receiving. He had a touchdown on the ground, a touchdown through the air. Pretty good, uh, pretty good player. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a he's a a little guy. He's not he's not real big, but he's one of those players that, uh, especially at the one A level, you always have to know where he's at because he lines up in the backfield. He lines up at receiver. At one point, he 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 was in the backfield, and then they motioned him out to receiver, and then he just outran the coverage. And I mean, they threw it right up over the top. It was probably the easiest touchdown pass they had all year. But that's one of those ones where you have to know where he's at, and you got to make sure. Kind of like in the in the two A game here, they've really limited Sawyer Racanelli for the first half. And there's a reason for that because you have to know where he's at at all times. Yeah, are you a little bit surprised? Uh, you know, Curtis has been talking about the the Hawkinson defense and how close to the line of scrimmage they're playing. They're just saying, "Hey, Lyndon, throw it over the top of us." And you know, both Marsh and Hepner have been able to throw it over the top of him a couple times. Yeah, a little surprised they haven't adjusted. I mean, the, the corners uh, the corners got a little bit better as the uh, as the half went along. There, they were getting their heads around a little bit more than they were in the first quarter. But I mean, it's almost like they're willing to to give up the uh, the fade route and. I mean, Linden's just kind of taking advantage of it most of the first half. The 4 o'clock game you're going to see today, basketball on grass. Yeah. Right? Elmira <laughs> Cooley-Hartline, who I had to ask you, I was looking at the scores from some of their state tournament games. I was like, Ryland, this isn't right. They didn't score 100 points in a game, did they? But, yeah, and you said they scored 100 and they scored 80 in another one. I mean, Elmira Cooley-Hartline yeah. plays basketball out there. Yeah, you know, and last year, Elmira Cooley-Hartline, they played, they won a 1B state championship, and the final score of the state championship game was 84-60. to 60. So, I mean, when you talk a <laughs> basketball score, there's nothing. I, I'd be willing to bet the 1B state championship in basketball didn't have that high of a score. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so it'll be a lot of fun. Get on down here to the Tacoma Dome and watch some eight-man football at 4 o'clock, and that leads us to our game uh, tonight on South Sound Talk 850, also streaming on uh, sportsradiokjr.com. Uh, Curtis Klepp will have the call tonight as uh, Lake Stevens, number three team in the state, taking on number one union. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned it uh, yesterday to me when we had you on last night on our Varsity Football Live preview show. You like the three seed in this game. I do. You know, the... I hate to bet against myself, and I hate to go against my, you know, I've had union number one the whole year. And so to pick against them in the state championship game, I think it maybe shows a little bit more about the confidence that I have in the offensive line play and defensive line play of Lake Stevens. They are big, they're physical, and like I said yesterday, it's something where in the Tacoma Dome, the team that dominates inside is typically the team that comes out on top, and I just, I think that Lake Stevens is going to win that battle. I think it's just called hedging your bets. It's just being smart. Yeah, because be now you can, if Union wins, you can say, hey, I had him number one all year <laughs> long. If Lake Stevens wins, you'd be like, hey, look at me, man. I was on KJR yeah. last night calling Lake Stevens in the upset. So there you go. Hey, uh, Ryland, it's really been a pleasure to talk to you all season long on Friday nights. And uh, what have you done? Uh, five, you're over 5,000 miles and over 50 games, right? 6,000 miles on the way down here today. And this is actually my 61st game of the season. <laughs> So you're going to end up with 61, 62, 63 games. 63 games. 60, you did a whole NCAA tournament. I did. You did 63 I games. Way, oh, yeah. my God. That is unbelievable. Nobody knows high school football in the state of Washington like Ryland Spencer. We'll be back with the second half. Coming up next, this is South Sound Talk 850. Now back to the 2018 WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington Les Schwab Tires Gridiron Classic on SportsRadioKJR.com and 8.50 a.m. 
Kickoff from our left to our right, taken by Linden at the goal line and advanced out past the 20-yard line to the 22. Liam Mallory making the tackle there for Hawkinson. So uh, really feels like a, a big defensive stop here for Hawkinson. If they can come out, force Linden, and maybe a first down or two, but then a punt, and they can get it back, Curtis, uh, down by 10 points. They feel like uh, they got lots of time to do uh, do business, and uh, we'll see what the Rick Steele adjustments on both offense and defense were in the locker room. Well, outside of the kneel down at the end of the half, they basically haven't been able to keep Linden off the board all game so far. So... Um, they may need a turnover. They may need to just get some sort of a stop any way they can get it at this point in time to try to find a way to get themselves back in the game. You're right. Three first-half drives for Linden, two touchdowns and a field goal. Here's Marsh with it. He's going to flick it back to Hebner. Hebner's got a man wide open at the 50-yard line. The catch is made into Hawkinson territory. Oh, Grant Vanderjack has beaten his man. And a beautiful quarterback-to-quarterback pitch and long ball from Marsh to Hepner, and if that ball was a little bit farther, that could have gone for a touchdown. It wasn't a double pass, but it was something we talked about there in the first half about that possibility existing for them, and certainly brings the receiver, comes in like a reverse motion behind, pitch from Marsh to Hepner. Receiver takes off, gets behind the defense, and a nice throw to lay it out there for him uh, for a big game. Here's Marsh with it, rolling out to the right side. Throw back to the left. Hepner's got it again, tries to get through the tunnel. Gets by the first man, but the tackle is made there by Sawyer Racanelli at the 30-yard line. It'll be second down and six for Linden. They were bringing pressure on that play, and, you know, if, if there's one more block there, if Racanelli can't get out there, there's a lot of space in front of uh, Hepner to run that one. So big tackle there. We mentioned what a big defensive possession could be for Hawkinson on a stop. But for Linden's offense, if they can go down and score here and be up three scores where Hawkinson has not stopped them one time from scoring on any drive, I mean, you, you got to think, how would they possibly be able to come back and win this game? And here's Marsh up the middle for a first down as he powers his way to the 20-yard line. That offensive line of Linden really moving piles right now. Well, we know how proficient they are running the football. This is why they're playing the defense they are, and they're quick snapping this one. A hurry up, and Trevin Melendez with the inside handoff. Gain of about one, second and nine, with the clock running at 10.30 left in the third quarter. Racanelli, another tackle. Linden certainly picked up the tempo here a little bit on that snap to try to catch uh, Hawkinson a little out of shape. They weren't fully set when that ball was snapped. Shotgun snap for Marsh. He's got Melendez to his right. Melendez goes out to the, a pass pattern. Now he's going to be a lead blocker on the right. And Marsh doesn't even need a lead blocker. He just uses his speed. It just it was almost like a toss sweep without the toss. He's just yeah. running a quarterback sweep on the right side and a gain of about nine. They, he was able to get to that edge. They were not able to get him turned back inside at all. So once he was able to get outside the block of the receiver out there on the wing there, uh, which I believe was from number 29, Trevor Melendez. Uh, was it, Actually, no, he was the back on that play. They were able to get a block out there on the edge and was able to get him uh, out to the sideline and was able to get around the corner. Marsh down to the five-yard line now. Fakes the pass. He's going to run it up the middle. Gets near the goal line and stopped at the one. Touchdown saving tackle there made by Sawyer Racanelli. He's got three tackles on this drive alone. And, boy, Linden going no huddle here. Hawkinson desperately trying to make some substitutions. And are we going to have an illegal substitution or a false start? As Hawkinson had three guys running off the side to the sidelines, 
just trying to get fresh bodies in there. There may also have been movement on the offensive line for Linden. We'll see what the call is. 9.32 left in the third quarter. We got a false start, and that gives Hawkinson a break there. Five yards plus an opportunity just to breathe a little bit. Hawkinson's D is gassed. Linden was trying to go quick, I think, to catch them in the substitution. They were trying to make, and ultimately they were able to keep them. They, they were not able to get the play snapped cleanly, and that leads to the false start. So second and goal at the six, 9.30 and ticking here in the third quarter of a 17-7 Linden advantage. Linden with the football at the six-yard line. Pure man-to-man -man look across the board defensively for Hawkinson here. And a blitz coming by Racanelli. Marsh runs away from it. A nice tackle on the far side as Marsh gains about four. He ran away from Sawyer Racanelli wisely, so I'd run away from Sawyer Racanelli as well. He is big and fast. I believe that was John uh, Domingos on the tackle there, Jonathan Domingos on the tackle for Hawkinson. Nice play because he's basically in space one-on-one -on -one with Marsh at that point in time. Third and goal at the one. Watch for the Marsh power right here. Hawkinson better be pinching the middle of that defensive line. Marsh with the snap. He's going to run off right end and get into the end zone. That Curtis Crabtree was a statement drive by the Lions out of the break. All set up by the little razzle-dazzle off the outset there on the, on the reverse handoff to their other quarterback. Brock Hepner hits the big throw over the top to Grant Vanderyat. And uh, that set up this drive, and then they were just able to pound it down the, their throats the rest of the way. That drive there kind of illustrates why Hawkinson's trying to play the defense they are because Linden is so proficient at running the football and keeping the chains moving. Um, and they were able to go right back to their bread and butter and still find a way to move it against this defense. The extra point is set. And the snap for the left-footed kicker is up. And it is good. Linden, eight plays. Flag down. 77 yards as we do have a flag down. See what the penalty is. It's going to be running into the kicker on Hawkinson. So we will assess on the kickoff. Eight plays, 77 yards. Linden up 24 to 7. Back after this, you're listening to WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington, two way championship game on South Sound Talk 850. Now back to the 2018 WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington Les Schwab Tires Gridiron Classic on Sports Radio KJR.com and 850 AM. Here's Sawyer Racanelli taking the kickoff his own one yard line, breaks a tackle at the 15, gets to the left side, the 20, the 25, and he's taken down there. So it'll be first down and 10 at the 25 yard line. Hey fans, building a stronger community, one valued Honda customer at a time is the longtime commitment to you from Be Honda Auto Center of Bellevue. They continually strive to build a better dealership experience for every customer. They're also committed to building a stronger community. They proudly sponsor many local organizations through long-term commitments because they firmly believe that together we can make a difference. Honda Auto Center of Bellevue, a family-owned and operated dealership and serving greater Seattle since 19. 80. Dick Fane, Curtis Crabtree, Steve Dion with you from the woodshed. All Linden thus far. Hawkinson really a must-score drive here as an answer, and Levi Crum takes the snap. 
takes it himself up the middle on the right side for one yard. Don't you feel, Curtis, maybe not necessarily a must-touchdown drive, but a must-score drive. You have to be down two scores when you get through with this football. Yeah, it's probably a touchdown drive. Uh, I mean, to, to, to try to stay within reach, because, again, you haven't stopped Linden. Right. Um, one quick personnel change. It looks like uh, James Marsh is no longer their deep safety uh, for Linden on this possession, and it appears that uh, Anthony Barrett has replaced him in that spot for now. Um, Here's Crum going up top. He's got Racanelli on the far side. Just overthrow the star wide receiver on the left. Coverage there by Grant Vanderyat on the play. Good coverage, trying to beat him deep on a go route. He was still right there pretty much the entire way. Had to be a you know perfectly thrown ball for that play to have a chance. So a big play here for Hawkins, and they cannot afford to go three and out here. Marsh now back in defensively for Linden. Marsh covers a lot of ground back there. Here's a snap taken by Crum. He's got a man over the middle, and it's caught in a big stick, but not before Hawkinson gets a first down. A bullet pass there to Hawkinson's number two, Jeremiah Falstick, and that's Kobe Elsner on the tackle, but a good ball by Levi Crum in the slot there. Good kind of just crossing routes there to on the on the releases to where the you know uh, Falstick comes from the outside on an inbreaker. The slot guy goes out. Able to get a little bit of a, a lost in the wash there, get a little bit of space created for Falstick to make that catch over the middle. Crum clapping his hands as he stands at his own 40. Takes the snap. Nobody open. He's going to take off himself. Gets five yards and about seven on the slide. So it'll be second down and a long three. Tackled by Preston King. He's up to five tackles on the game. I think he just saw that there was space on the outside there. Everything kind of got washed to his left, and now all of a sudden there was a lot of green grass, green turf ahead of him on that one there and just decided to take it himself. It's fluffy turf down there, too. It's different than you have at the... Uh, CenturyLink Field. I don't know if you were walking down there before. It's a very soft, almost like your, your living room carpet down there. And here's a pitch and catch to Sawyer Racanelli, and he just avoids, or just gets tripped up, rather, which stops a big game, but a quick slant route by Racanelli and move the chains again as Hawkinson's inside the 40 of Linden. Brendan Kleindell with the uh, tackle. The, the approach that Linden has here to Racanelli reminds me of Steve Smith with the Panthers in the 2005 uh, NFC Championship game. They're trying to press him at the line of scrimmage. They were doing it there on that play with Brendan Kleindell. And uh, then, you know, so he get the slant behind him, and then they got the coverage over the top of him. They're trying to give him as much attention as they can out here. Here's Crum looking for Racanelli again. Pitch and catch. They've got an adjustment made. The offensive coordinator for Hawkinson is Josh Racanelli, who is Sawyer's father. And Levi Crum has taken over for Cannon Racanelli, who set every passing mark in Hawkinson history over the course of his four-year career. And I do believe went to the fantastic Central Washington University. That is correct. That is correct. Is he playing yet? Uh, no, he's not. Riley Hennessy, who's also from down that way, I do believe, uh, down near Vancouver area. has been their quarterback last few years. Camus. Yeah. Six minutes left. Hawkins has got a nice drive going here. Here's Crum tucking it under. Trying to gain some room. Needs a block from Racanelli. Finally gets one and Crum gets a gain of about five. Racanelli there. I was wondering. I was like, what is Sawyer doing? Why is he waiting to throw the block? I think he was raiding for the right moment and then boy oh boy did he put all of his 6-4 frame into that block and threw a 
big time crack back block, getting Levi Crum an extra yeah, couple yards. Yeah, I think Preston yards. King knew it was coming, but he had to get there anyway. And uh, <laughs> Rackenelli gave him a good little shot there to try to get Crum around the edge. Second and eight from the 21. Second and eight here. Call it just a gain of two. Crum with trips to the left. Looking right, now looking back to the left. A lot of times time. he stands at his 30-yard line, avoids one tackler, and cannot avoid the trip up, though. That's number 474, Peyton Scott, the 5'9", 195-pound senior. That may have saved a first down because it looked like Crum had some running room there. He did a nice job of linen and coverage there, making sure that there wasn't a lot of options downfield for, for, for Crum to go to. So then Crum was trying to find some way to get at himself and just tripped up enough to stop him there. Big third down, third and 14 coming up here for Hawkinson. You at least have to get six or seven here to give yourself a reasonable field goal shot. They're at the 31-yard line right now. One-on-one on, one on the outside if you want to take a shot. Crum's got it. He's going to run to the 25, to the 20. The block never came for him, though. Boy, oh, boy, he wanted the receiver to block for him. Nick Frichtel and just nothing doing there, and Crum ran into a couple of defenders. Now will we see a long field goal attempt, or will they go for it? I think he had to have given a receiver a shot there on that one. He had a, His slot receiver was breaking towards the corner. He got out there on the edge. I guess thought he saw some room to run. There wasn't a whole lot there. Linden closed on him pretty quickly. Now you're facing a 4th and 10 situation. They're going to go for it here, trying to, to find something offensively. This could be uh, – they've already run their their trick play that they had in the bag earlier to That's try right. it on a big play on a big 4th down. So we'll see what they got under there. Racanelli on the wide side. He's got double coverage. They're not even looking at him. They're looking over the middle. It's caught at the 5-yard line. A brilliant bullet by Levi Crum. And the catch is made. Hawkinson first down and 10. For the Hawks, number 15, Liam Mallory, the freshman, Curtis, his first catch of the game. That's that's a big-time throwing catch there. Big-time throwing catch there for Hawkinson to be able to find a way to, to get that conversion done. Tight window throw right across the middle of the field and was able to get it there perfectly where it needed to be. Racanelli, wildcat in the backfield. No quarterback. Racanelli takes the snap, tries to run around the end, stiff arms the first man, and walks into the end zone. Hawkinson is back in it. After a fourth down conversion, the very next play, Sawyer Racanelli takes the Wildcat snap, and a la Miles Gaskin, who wears the same number, number nine, takes it into the end zone for the touchdown. That's all Racanelli. On that play. I mean, there was nothing blocked for him there. <laughs> there I mean, that might not have even been the way the play was supposed to go, but he just beats a guy off the edge, and gives a stiff, stiff arm, armed him. and was able to get to the end zone. So that, that was all on Racanelli there for that touchdown for Hawkins. I tell you what, if I'm Sawyer Racanelli, I want a 8 by 10 photo of me <laughs> stiff-arming that defender as I'm going into the end zone in the Tacoma Dome. That was man-on-man -man -man force right there by Sawyer Racanelli. The extra point would make it a 10-point game. Snap, kick, it is good. And the Hawks still breathing here in Tacoma. Linden, 24. Hawkinson, 14. You're listening to the WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington 2A championship game on South Sound Talk 850.
Now back to the 2018 WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington Les Schwab Tires Gridiron Classic on SportsRadioKJR.com and 8.50 a.m. A booming kick by Hawkinson taken at the goal line by Linden and Hawkinson doing a nice job on special teams swarming the ball carrier Vanderjack down to the 15-yard line, Aiden Mallory. So, again, Hawkinson has wrestled momentum in this game, but, Curtis, their defense has to make one stop. They've been on the field four times. They've allowed three touchdowns and a field goal. If they can't get a stop, it's not going to matter. Yep. I mean, at some point, they're going to need to get a stop. Well, even just a field goal. Yeah. You give, it, you give up a field goal here, you're still only down 13. You're right in it. You just can't give up another touchdown. Brock Hepner, the quarterback this time. He's going to take the quarterback power on the right side. And a good tackle there made by Jonathan Domingos, playing both ways as a linebacker and a running back. Clock under 3.30 to play here in the third quarter. Certainly not a factor yet. But Linden's going to do what they can to take every bit of this clock away, at least of this quarter on this drive. Well, this is where Linden's comfortable. They can run the ball, do what they do, know they've got the lead to work with, keep the clock running, right, and uh, force Hawkinson to try to pull out all the stops to, to stop him. Snap, option look to the left side, faking the pitch and keeping his Hepner swarmed ball under by out. Jeremiah Fallstick. Hawkinson it is says they have it, and it is Hawkinson's football. Hawkinson will have the ball in the Linden red zone. After Hebner decides not to pitch it, he keeps it and fumbles the ball, and the Hawks smelling a real close game here if they can put some more points on the board on this possession trailing 24-14. Wow, that, that's one way to do it. That's one way to flip your momentum right that's there. Right. I mean, Hebner on that one, that's, that looks like a pitch read the entire time. Yeah, He's got a really guy good. right in front of him. Tried to fake a quick little pitch and then slip inside of him. Couldn't do so. And whether it was that first defender that was able to get the ball out there or if it was some of the help coming from the inside, I couldn't tell. But the ball came free. Hawkinson jumps on it. And now they're in the red zone already, ready to go, potentially get this game back to a one-score game real quick. Curtis, I'm getting greedy here. I want Racanelli in the end zone. Here's Crum with it. He's looking at Racanelli. Racanelli, an out-and-up move, but a nice, defense, nice defensive job on him over there, preventing him from getting open. So Crum has to scramble and run out of bounds on the left side, gain of a couple. He was looking for it, though. Racanelli ran an, an out-and-up, and the defender did a great job of just not allowing him to get up the sidelines toward the pylon. So second down and nine, officially call it a gain of one. You got all of Brush Prairie driving up I-5 a couple hours to Tacoma for this one. And a good chunk of Linden, Washington coming down two hours this to Tacoma. a pretty good neutral site. Right, right, smack, right in smack in the middle. middle. Here's the snap. Roll out. Fire catch made by Racanelli at the 14. It's going to be third and middle distance here, about third and six. Just that a quick little out there from Racanelli. He didn't pick up a ton, but... Well, if the pass was on the money, he might have been able to catch it and turn up field. Yeah, but, a little uh, low. He had to come down and dive on it. So a third down and six here. Clock approaching two minutes. 
Two wide receivers to the right on the short side. Racanelli is over there. Two wide receivers to the left. Rush comes, spinning out of it is Crumb, trying to go up the middle near the first down line again. Stretches forward, and it looks like he's going to be about a half yard short. Preston King, another tackle for Linden. So it's going to be fourth and a full yard to gain here for Hawkinson. I know it's only half a yard, but I, I think I'd kick it. Nick Charles has got a leg. We've seen that so far. He does. He does. They're going to go for it. Power set. This is the tightest set we've seen. Racanelli. It's going to go right up the middle. He's going to get almost into the end zone. But when you have Sawyer Racanelli, you can just snap it to him. And he can, they need to use that play more. They, Linden has had no answer for the two Wildcats sets by Racanelli. Kobe Elsner on the tackle. Well, I think they had the answer the first time around. Racanelli just And they're going to it again. Here's Racanelli again. Takes the snap, and we got some motion. This might be the same as what we saw last drive for Illegal Linden. Illegal procedure. Where you still had guys trying to run off the field for Linden, and there might have been a false start before everybody could get, st- get, could get set on the play. Give the ball to your best player and let him go, and that's what they did on that fourth down play. So one thing about having a, a beast on offense that can both catch passes and also run with the football is that you can stick him in the backfield. Sawyer Racanelli being looked at by a whole lot of schools, including Cal, Arizona State, Boise State. You don't see 2A football players very often being courted by Pac-12 schools, but uh, that's how good Sawyer Racanelli is. He's an athlete. We can tell that just from what we've seen here today. That's for sure. I mean, that, that, that previous touchdown run, I mean, that was all on him, as we talked about at the time. That was not blocked for that run to work it was not set up for that play to work and he still got there so the penalties on linden encroachment so first and goal at the three racanelli again in the wildcat linden has not been able to stop it and they don't stop it this time as racanelli walks into the end zone we got a football game 24 to 20 hawkinson with back-to-back touchdowns to get back in this one 102 left in the third. Linden has got a serious Racanelli problem right now, Curtis. Well, these couple, these Wildcat snaps we've seen out of them have been a nice little change that Hawkinson's made to try to get a little bit of an advantage back. We've seen Linden play with two deep safeties most of the game. Now when they can go and run it out of these sorts of sets, I think it's a little bit of a tweak to try to adjust that a little bit. And getting your, the ball in the, best, uh, in the best athlete's hands you have on the field isn't a bad idea either. So the extra point would make it a field goal game here with 102 left to go in the third. Snap is low. Good hold. Kick is up and good. You're right. That kicker does have a leg, so keep an eye on that later on in the game. He looks to be good from at least 40 yards out if he needs to. Our score, Linden 24, Hawkinson 21. We got 13 minutes and change left to go in this one. 102 left in the third. Back to the Tacoma Dome after this. It's the WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington 2A championship game on South Sound Talk 850. Now back to the 2018 WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington Les Schwab Tires Gridiron Classic on SportsRadioKJR.com and 850 AM. The entire town of Brush Prairie, Washington is on their feet right in front of us here at the Tacoma Dome from end zone to end zone. 
packed here full of Hawkinson Hawk fans and the great kickoff all the way into the end zone showing off the leg there and it'll be Linden football number seven Nick Charles has got himself a leg Curtis he does uh, which will give them the chance to make a long field goal if they need it later let's see if they can get another stop the Linden Lions had dominated this game up until about five minutes ago and Hawkinson has scored two touchdowns late in the third quarter Here's a quick snap, and that was almost picked. Oh, my goodness. If the DB was looking, that was Wyatt Jones, who was focused on the tackle. If he's focused on the football, he's got an interception on that pass to the it's slot. It's coming in hot, though. I don't know if he would have been able to corral it either way, but it was definitely a dicey throw there from Marsh. James Marsh back in at quarterback. He's been alternating all game with Brock Hepner. Marsh, the shotgun snap with 59 seconds left to go in the third quarter. Looks to his right. Now he's going to run up the middle. He's got some running room Good to the block. 25. He's got a first down to the 30. Makes a man miss. Gets to the 34 before getting stopped there by Nick Frichtel. Nice little uh, instincts there from Marsh on that run. Just kept kind of sliding into the right sort of pockets to find space on that run. Uh, just continued to knife his way through a little bit at a time and continued to find a way out to the edge for a nice game. This could be the final play of the third quarter, depending on how aggressive Linden wants to get with their plays. First down and 10, running around the right side, gaining five, gaining more than five. First down run there by Marsh. As he kind of hesitated, it looks like he was going to get stacked up after about a five-yard gain, and then he just kept pushing forward in a well, gain of about 15. He had a defender yanking on his jersey, and he came free, and then all of a sudden he was able to get that little bit more surge out there near the midfield stripe. And it looks like they will try to get one more play run here with 20 seconds left. Game clock and the play clock, basically the ex exact same. They could take it down to the quarter if they wanted to. But instead, they'll take the snap. And running around the right same side play. is Marsh again. Exact same play. Quarterback sweep. Gain of about four, and that will bring us to the end of the third quarter. Don't go anywhere. We got ourselves a football game for the state championship. Linden 24, Hawkinson 21. Back to the woodshed after this. Dick Fane, Curtis Crabtree with you. You're listening to the 2A title game on South Sound Sports 850. Now back to the 2018 WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington Les Schwab Tires Gridiron Classic on SportsRadioKJR.com and 850 AM. Second down and four for James Marsh and Linden. Takes a snap in midfield. Got a lot of time. Swings Pick. it over the middle. It's picked off. It was underthrown. Picked off by Hawkinson. Taking it back to the 50, the 45, and out of bounds. At the 40-yard line, the Hawkinson defense stepping up again. Aiden Mallory and Hawkinson is knocking on the door of a potential lead here. Turnovers, Curtis, killing the Lions. It's been the story of the game for both teams. And now they've uh, Hawkinson's defense has been able to force two turnovers in about a total of, what, eight plays total overall for Linden at this point? Big momentum change there. It, was a, it looked like a quarter's coverage from, from Hawkinson on the play. He thought he had a guy one-on-one -on, -one on the backside. Safety on that edge just kind of straight back over that way. Thought he had an open shot to his backside receiver, and he didn't. And the safety just undercut that throw and took it back to the 40-yard line. Hawkinson in business. 
it seemed like the ball kind of slipped out of Marsh's hands. It almost looked like the uh, like a wet ball syndrome, which we don't have, obviously, here at the Tacoma Dome. It didn't have a ton of steam on it, but I, I, I think he could have ripped it as hard as he wanted. That ball was getting picked off one way or the other. So a timeout taken here by Linden. They are undoubtedly rattled. They were dominating this football game, leading 24-7. to they allow a fourth down conversion followed by a touchdown to make it 24 to 14. They then fumble the football in their own red zone, 24-21, and now they throw an interception. And this this is why Hawkinson has won 55 of their last 60 football games. They just don't know how to lose games. And, you know, I was talking to Rick Steele on the phone this week, and he said it all came back. I, I asked him, I said, you know, Rick, you've been here since 2004. You were good from 2004 to 2014. You've been great since 2014. What happened? He said, we had a game at Black Hills in the first round of the state tournament. We had lost in the state tournament first round for seven straight years. We were down 21 to nothing at Black Hills in the fourth quarter. And we came back and won. And ever since then, we believe we can win every single game we play. And they are showing it right now. Here's Levi Crum with the snap out of the timeout. Rolling to his left. Trying to find a man. Now he's going to tuck it into the 35. Getting close to the 30. It's going to be a good gain on the play of about 7 or 8 yards by Crum. They just believe they're going to win no matter what the score is. That's how you get to 26-game winning streaks. Well, I mean, the, the entire script here is flipped at about the last 20 minutes of real time where Linden was in full control of this game for such a long period of the game, and a couple turnovers have now changed that script completely to where Hawkinson's now the one. Even though they're still down three points, everything feels like it's swinging their way. Linden's having to regroup itself a little bit here and find some way to sort of capitalize again and, and, and slow this train a little bit. No Racanelli on the field right now. Here's a handoff up the middle, and that's going to be a first down. They give Racanelli a breather there for a play. But Wheeler for the first down, and then Racanelli will now come back on the field. How about this, Curtis? We have not seen, other than the Wildcats set, we haven't seen Racanelli in the backfield. What about using him as a running back a couple of times? You probably could. Um, I think at that point in time, it's probably better just to get the quarterback off the field, don't okay. get a different sort of player out there to, to complement that at that point. We know, I mean... That being said, Racanelli, we've seen him throw already today. He's got a decent arm in right. his own way, so I'm sure they could still find a way to get the ball around even you, if they need him to you throw. You could run a toss sweep to him, and he could potentially throw the football. Here's the snap by Crum on first and ten. Looking. Nobody to his right. Tucks it under to his left. Gets by the first man to the 20 and out of bounds at the 18-yard line. 11.08 left to go in this regulation with Hawkinson, who has trailed the entire game. They trail 24-21 right now, but all the momentum in the world with the black shirts from Brush Prairie, Washington, and suburban Vancouver. Nice job of Crum there on the edge, making Bodie Human miss in, in, in space and was able to get out and get, pick up a few more yards on that run before stepping out of bounds. Crum has... The shotgun look trips to the left, which is the short side of the field. Fly sweep look, nothing doing there. Cutting back to the left, running room to the 20, to the 15, the 10, the 5. The little man running up the middle, number 24, Makayo Juarez. 
He can scoot, man. He's a tiny well, little guy. He, he did a heck of a job because there, he was going nowhere on that fly motion if he kept going the way he was going. Uh, Linden did a very nice job of getting upfield and hemming that play in. He had to throw the brakes on immediately and then cut back. Cr give Crum credit for noticing immediately that Juarez was coming back his direction. Looked at the set of block and did a nice job of just finding space up the middle of the field. Who says you can't play football if you're small? He's 130 pounds. Racanelli, Wildcat getting close to the line. Did they give him in. the touchdown? They will. I did not see an indication. I saw a bunch of Hawkinson players and fans celebrating, but we do have the touchdown, 27-24, and with the extra point potentially 21 unanswered points for the number one team in the state. Well, we, we said Hawkinson was going to have to make an adjustment. Getting two turnovers. That's an adjustment. <laughs> hey, well, hey, I don't know if he can necessarily plan for that part of it, <laughs> but throwing in some of this Wildcat stuff with Racanelli, it's changed what they've done a little bit offensively as well to be able to capitalize. 27-24. This extra point would put Hawkinson up by more than a field goal. And they are. And we got another running into the kicker as well. And another penalty, which will probably knock Linden way back to the 20-yard line to start because you know the way this kickoff has gone. They're going into the end zone. 10.30 left to go in regulation. Hawkinson, their first lead of the game. Back to the Tacoma Dome right after this. You're listening to Varsity Football Live's presentation of the WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington. Les Schwab tires two-way title game on South Sound Talk 850. Now back to the 2018 WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington Les Schwab Tires Gridiron Classic on SportsRadioKJR.com and 850 AM. Running up on it. And taking Got the a kick. They do have a lane at the 35, the 40, the 50, the 45, 40. One man to beat, and he won't do it. Down to the 15-yard line. A spectacular run by Grant Vanderyot, the 5'11 senior, and the touchdown-saving tackle by Wyatt Jones. So just like that, the Lions get the momentum back on the kick return. Nice job there on the return by Vanderyot to just find some space to run. Pretty well blocked. Hawkinson kicked that up in the air a little bit more. That thing had a little bit more hang time on it. I think they were trying to pin him in deep, but they were able to get it See, blocked up well enough to create some space for a running room. Curtis, that to me is just greedy by Hawkins' special teams. You had a 15-yard penalty. All you had to do was kick that out of the end zone, and Linden starts at the 20-yard line. You're trying to get an extra 5 or 10 yards for your defense. That, to me, is playing with fire, and they got scalded. Well, we'll see. I mean, it's tough to say if that was necessarily the decision or if he just mishit the kick, which could have been a possibility And as well. there's a run around the left side and into the end zone. Touchdown, Linden on one play, James Marsh. My goodness, a special team's blunder, whether it was by design or a missed kick. And Linden has regained the lead in what has now turned into a shootout. It's 30-28. to 28. It's, it's too bad this game's boring. <laughs> We got ourselves a dandy here in Tacoma. And the Hawkinson sideline silenced here, the fans in front of us. Back and forth we go with the momentum in this one. 
10.05 left in regulation. The snap, the kick is up and good. And Linden holds a field goal advantage, 31-28. Back to the Tacoma Dome right after this. The WIA Dairy Farmers of Washington, Les Schwab Tires, two-way title game on South Sound Talk 850. Now back to the 2018 WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington Les Schwab Tires Gridiron Classic on SportsRadioKJR.com and 8.50 a.m. And here's a pooch kick taken by the up man for Hawkinson at the 30-yard line, and he'll advance it up past the 35 to the 37. So now the Hawkinson offense, which has awakened here in the second half, has got a three-point deficit to work with. On their own 36, Curtis. Yeah, a little pooch kick there to Aiden Mallory, trying to keep it away from Sawyer Racanelli for obvious reasons. Sawyer Racanelli, the do-it-all, jack-of-all-trades for the Hawkinson offense. He's got a touchdown passing today. He's got a touchdown rushing today. Levi Crum has Racanelli coming around on the fly sweep from right to left, and a pretty good game there, and a big hit from behind. Caden Mayberry with his first tackle, the six foot, 220 pound defensive end. So second and five after the gain of five by Racanelli, 9.37 left in regulation. Timeout situation, Linden has two, Hawkinson has all three. Hawkinson from Brush Prairie, Washington, just outside of Vancouver. Down on the Oregon border. Here's the snap by Crum, and we've got a whistle and a stoppage of play. Looked like Hawkinson was going to pull from the Linden playbook there with a little quarterback lead. We got a dead ball, false start, five yard penalty on Levi Crum's Hawkinson offense. Hawkinson looking for their second championship in as many years. Looking to extend their winning streak to 27 games, which is a state high since Royal lost in the semifinals. Royal had a 53-game winning streak snap last week. Now second and 10. Pitch and catch over to the far side. Catch is made near the sticks. And the forward progress will take the wide receiver across the sticks to the 49-yard line. The catch is made by Liam Mallory. Really nice job there from uh, Crum to notice that Linden had switched to a single high coverage there and know that the out route there in front of the cornerback might be available to him and hit Mallory for a nice little game. So first and 10, 8.40 left. We'll see how Hawkinson decides to work this clock here on this possession as they're now in Linden territory. Good protection for Crum. Over the middle. Catch is made and then dropped. Oh, my goodness. Maybe the footsteps. That was Mikhail Juarez, who had a nice run on the last possession. Went up in the air to get that one. Looked like he secured it, and then he could not take it to the ground with him. That's been a route he's liked to throw today, that little skinny post over the middle of, uh, middle of the field right behind the, uh, the first layer of the defense. But uh, I think Mallory heard the footsteps of James Marsh sneaking in behind him and just couldn't hold on to that football. Mallory 5'6", 130, the sophomore. Now, second down and 10. Back to pass. Great protection Three for Crum. He's going to look up the middle. He's going to run up the middle to the 40 slides near the sticks. 
And that may be a first down. And instead, yes, indeed, they're going to give Hawkinson a first down. So first and 10 at the 39-yard line of Linden. Clock's going to tick inside of eight minutes by the time this ball is snapped here. The Linden Lions, dominant in Northwest Washington year after year. They are looking for their seventh championship since 2000 in 2A football. They're looking for their ninth title in school history. Hawkinson takes the snap. Here's Crum with it. He's going to tuck it in and run. He's going to be near another first down towards the 30, probably going to be a yard or two short as he runs out of bounds here on the near side. Officially an eight-yard gain for Crum. 7.47 left. What do you do here second and two? Do you take a shot or you just try to get the first down? I think I just try to keep their defense on the field right now at this point. You're moving the ball pretty consistently if you're uh, Hawkinson. Here's a handoff up the middle. It'll be enough for the first down, barely. Getting across the 30-yard line was Mallory. Or check that, Wheeler on the carry. He now has seven carries for 22 yards. From the leading rusher for Hawkinson today at 19 carries, 70 yards. Well, we said earlier with uh, Linden, the way they were playing defense, that Hawkinson would probably have to try to run the football to counter that a little bit. Obviously, the turnovers have helped, but the fact that they have been as successful as that with 70 yards coming from their quarterback on the ground has certainly been one, uh, one positive change that Hawkinson's made. Crum takes a shotgun snap. He's got Racanelli down the left sideline, and he can't quite make the catch. Nice defensive play. Knocked away by the safety Marsh on the breakup, yeah. Nice job by Marsh to get over the top of that one. Racanelli had space up the uh, up the sideline, and he did a good job to get over the top one and knock that away because that was a touchdown. Crum Possibly. waited a little bit too long, and it looked like he floated it a little bit. If he could have gotten there a little bit hotter, Racanelli might have been able to make that catch before Marsh came over and applied the defense. Good protection on the play for Hawkinson as well. The running back did a nice job picking up the the free rusher. The line the last couple drives has been amazing for Levi Crum. He fires one over the great middle. Ball. Catch is made at the 10. Inside the five-yard line. A great pass as Curtis Crabtree mentioned there. A bullet of a pass to Jeremiah Falstick. It is first and goal for the Hawks with seven minutes left to go in this one. That's from the, coming from the tight. We don't have many tight ends on the field today given the lineups that these teams are throwing out there. That's from the tight end spot. Nice job of finding him right up the seam there. Uh, Five-man pressure coming from Linden. There was a little bit of extra space in the middle of the field, and he hit him right on time. Wildcat, Racanelli running on the right side. He's already punched one in today, and this one's going to be close and spotted at the half-yard line. And we've got a offensive lineman down for Hawkinson, but he pops right back up. I'll bet you dollars to donuts. This goes back to Racanelli and a Wildcat here on well, second and one. He's got three touchdowns today, so it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if that was the case. I'll bet you my lunch money. Ooh, what do we got? A legal substitution on Linden? Well, that's going to move it forward, what, about a half a football? Gee, I wonder if they're going to go with the Wildcat lead here with Racanelli on this one. You could put all 11 Linden defenders at the line of scrimmage, and they still probably would run the Wildcat to Racanelli here. Linden just now running off an extra defender at this point in time. Racanelli with three touchdown runs already. He is in the Wildcat set. 
The only question is, does he go left, right, or middle? Takes a snap, right up the middle, touchdown, Hawks! Sawyer Rockinelli, his fourth rushing touchdown of the game, and Hawkinson has taken the lead again at 34-31. Well, I think we can tell why their offense has been so effective throughout the last couple of years. They can, they've found a way to move the ball. They've made some adjustments, and Crum has settled in against this Linden defense. He was having all kinds of trouble finding places to go with the football early on, and he settled in and started to find a little bit of a rhythm. They've made the adjustments they've needed, gone to the ground game a little bit more, and, more, and uh, Sawyer Racanelli, an athlete like that, has certainly given them a ton of, ton of uh, boost as well. Nick Charles to add the extra point, which would potentially be big because it would turn it from a field goal game to Linden needing a touchdown to win. Snap is high. It gets down. Charles kick up and good. And Linden needs a touchdown. Or Hawkinson is going to win this football game in their second consecutive state championship. 6.35 left to go. Hawkinson 35. Linden 31. You're listening to a dandy of a title game right here on South Sound Talk 850. Now back to the 2018 WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington Les Schwab Tires Gridiron Classic on SportsRadioKJR.com and 850 AM. Here's a kickoff, and it was a pooch kick, and it might be recovered by Hawkinson. It will be! The pooch kick down the left sideline. Curtis, they must have seen something on film in preparing for this game, and they said at some point... We're going to kick it right to where they ain't, and Hawkinson's got the ball. I almost said earlier I wondered if they were going to do that on the previous one since they'd gotten the extra yardage up. Instead, they pull it out this time around. Perfectly executed little pooch kick out there. The one Linden guy who could get to that ball mishandled it out the outset, and the, and the, and the back returners could not get there to secure it. Hawkinson takes over, and now they got a chance to potentially go up two scores, which would be a, an amazing swing over the last quarter and a half here. Nico Niehaus. Now, not only do you want to score. This is going to be the Sawyer Racanelli show coming will. up here. It's going to be nothing but Wildcat, and why not? Racanelli on the right side. Gains about five, pushing forward for six. Linden has no answer for Sawyer Racanelli on the Wildcat. Well, I said earlier, Hawkinson would have to make an adjustment defensively. Linden needs to do so right now because they're staying, them staying with their, their back, back end so far off the ball here, they can't get any of the, the safety level up to kind of help in this one. And they need to commit to trying to stop Hawkinson's run right now and just deal with the fact that if they throw the football, they got to have to make a play one-on-one -on -one somewhere. Well, Hawkins has three guys in the backfield. Yeah. They don't even, they've got one wide receiver and they don't even have a there, quarterback there, in the game. There's zero reason for this. Why this is corner? Linden playing two safeties back eight yards off the ball? Yeah, they need to get a little bit closer to the line to be able to help out here on these on these Wildcat runs. Unless they're really afraid that Racanelli's going to throw a pass from back there. He can. We've seen that earlier, but they're, why would you at this point? They're trying to run clock. They know Linden can't stop the, the Wildcat snaps. Racanelli to snap, gains four more on the Wildcat, and that's a first down, so a new set of downs here. Linden not only, look, or excuse me, Hawkinson not only looks unstoppable on this drive or the last couple drives, they're doing it on the ground, and they could chew three more minutes off the clock. 
Well, and we talked about earlier, Linden is not the high-powered passing offense. They're the ground game. So time is a big factor here for them if they have any chance to uh, flip in the script on this one. Play clock down to four. Racanelli's going to take it all the way down. Another Wildcat. Goes up the middle. Tackle missed at the five, and he's into the end zone. That's a five spot for Sawyer Racanelli. Five rushing touchdowns on the game, and Hawkinson has a double-digit lead at 41-31. Linden just needed to make an adjustment there, and they just flat didn't. I mean, all of the, you knew they were going to go Wildcat that entire possession, and they're sitting there with their, their back-level defenders still far off the ball, nobody down there in the box to try to help, and as soon as they go off the lead off the left side, they're just a wide-open hole for Racanelli to run through. I mean, he had an alley to the end zone. This game was 24-7, Linden. Hawkinson has outscored them now with this extra point, 35-7 in the second half. Hawkinson made the adjustments. Linden has not. Here's Nick Charles. Snap is good. Kick almost blocked, but Charles gets it through. And with 5-0-5 left, Hawkinson is that amount of time away from a 27th consecutive win and a second straight state title. But it's not over yet. We've seen Linden score a couple touchdowns in short order. They did it in the first quarter. We'll see if they can do it here. This is the WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington 2A title game on Sports Radio 950, KJR.com, and South Sound Sports 850. Now back to the 2018 WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington Les Schwab Tires Gridiron Classic on SportsRadioKJR.com and 8.50 a.m. Another pooch kick by Hawkinson, this time fielded at the 30-yard line and taken to the 35-yard line. So Marsh has got some work to do here for the Linden offense, and they cannot rely on simply him just running off tackle. I mean, think. I mean, Linden had such a stranglehold on this game until the fumble there by Brock Hepner flipped the script on this. Then they, I think they got a little bit out of whack going back to the pass as quickly as they did and forcing that ball that Mallory picked off as well. It, I, those two turnovers are playing such a huge part. Marsh running left, now scrambling to his right, looking for somebody downfield. Nobody's open. He's going to have to take it and go out of bounds. Maybe a gain of one there. But good defense downfield. A little bit of prevent here by Hawkinson. You can definitely give a little bit more cushion at this point in time because the big plays are the ones that are going to hurt you more than anything else. And you're down by two scores, Linden is. Linden has two timeouts left. So, But they're going to have to score inside of two minutes here to have a reasonable chance of getting a stop and the ball back. Back to passes, Marsh. Slings one to the left side near the sticks. Catches made by Hepner. Gain of about seven. It's going to be third and two. He couldn't keep Hepner on his feet there. Throw was a little bit low. Doesn't give Hepner the chance to beat the corner out there one-on-one to try to get some more space and some more yards after that catch. And a timeout taken by Hawkinson. You want to speak about adjustments, too. It looks as though they've made a little bit of change defensively here. You've got Aiden Mallory out there at that other cornerback spot now instead of Nico Niehaus, who they were trying to pick on earlier. Quick timeout. We'll take one as well. You're listening to Dairy Farmers of Washington, WIA, 2A title game on South Sound Talk 850. 
Now back to the 2018 WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington Les Schwab Tires Gridiron Classic on Sports Radio KJR.com and 8.50 a.m. Here's a snap by Marsh. Sidearm ball nearly tipped. Incomplete. Racanelli. That was intended for Kobe Elsner. Sneaking underneath that throw. I'm not sure if he got a finger on it or not, but now it's, it's a, up uh, the fourth down of the game here for Linden. The fourth down indeed, but at least it's just two yards. I mean, you can run here. You don't have to throw the ball with a 220-pound running quarterback. You can, you can run your off-tackle here. Yeah, and they very well may have to go to that. But Hawkinson's lo- loaded up there protecting against just that as well. Marsh back to pass. Got a man over the middle. He's got Hepner first down. Pitch and catch there. Is that a little post route there? Yeah, a little post slash slant. Uh, one-on-one against the corner out there. Found a little space with uh, Hawkinson probably expecting a run on that play. Linden moves the chains at the Hawkinson 40. Back to pass Marsh. Steps up in the pocket. Avoids a rusher. Tries to get by another rusher and does. He's at the 40 before he slings it forward. Nearly picked off. Woo, that was going into traffic. That was almost ball game right there as having some great coverage. Three guys in the backfield for Hawkinson. Frickdell, Wyatt Jones was there. Racanelli has taken over this game on both sides of the ball. Like, he, he's the one chasing Marsh around right now and forcing him to be uncomfortable in these situations. Uh, he's been every – not only does he have the five touchdowns on offense, but he's all over the place right now, forcing some issues defensively as well. You can see why he is a top 100 player in America. ASU's looking at him. Cal's looking at him. Boise's looking at him right now, and he's still got another year in college. And here's Marsh taking the snap, running forward on a little power run, but not much there, maybe a yard clock really becoming a factor now inside four minutes to play second down and nine for Linden at the Hawkinson 39 it's going to be a too many men here on uh, Hawkinson guy couldn't get off the field late so big play there now that'll make it third and very manageable here and I'm okay with a run here third and four, Curtis. You're in two down territory. All you got to do is get four yards on two plays if you can do it quick. True. Uh, it's, it's available to you here if you want to. Um, you got to get the one score under your belt at least to right. keep yourself in this. So, But you, you really only have to get a field goal on this drive. You don't have to get a touchdown. You're down by 11. You get a field goal if, if you're forced to kick a field goal. Then you have an opportunity for the onside kick and get it back. 42-31 our score. Taking the snap is Marsh. Screen pass out to the left side to Hepner. He's got the first down and more to the 25. The 20 pushed out of bounds at the 19. Well executed play there by the Lions. Quick little screen to the outside here. And a nice job of number 73. Jacob Cattles getting out there in front of that screen and burying the uh, the corner, the, 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 the defender on the play, um, Garrett Gundy, to keep, get a little space for Hepner up the sideline. Clock running at 320. Marsh looking over the sidelines at Blake Van Dalen, his head coach. Can you run a corner route here to Elsner on this side? Three wide receivers to the right, and do we have motion on Linden as the whistle blows? Might try to run a little smash concept to this side with a a hitch from the the near side corner and then try to run a corner route behind that, although that would put Elsner on Racanelli and 
force a big throw to be made need to be made from Marsh. Harley Vandenberg moving early there for the Lind for the Linden offense, a 6'4", 240-pound junior. Clock moving. They're taking a lot of time between snaps. Man, 10 seconds on the play clock. Marsh has it. Looking up top, trying to get it over the safety and does and gets it over his wide receiver as well. That was Vander Yacht, the intended receiver. Guess who was on the coverage? Probably Sawyer Racanelli. That, oh, that would be Sawyer Racanelli. <laughs> Sawyer Racanelli has been the answer to most questions in this game. Yeah, yes, he has. Offensively and defensively. Five wide, two to the left of Marsh. Three to the right. His money man, Hepner, is on the far side sidelines, which is the short side of the field. Marsh takes the snap. Looking at Hepner over the middle. Got him touchdown. at the 10. Five touchdown. That was his money man. Linden still in this football game. Now you're going to go for two here to make it a field goal game. Poor angle taken there by the safety for Hawkinson. I think it's number five, Wyatt Jones, on the play. Was not able to get to that in-breaking route from Hefner. Just cruised right by him into the end zone here to make this a one-score game once again. So you run or pass here. You just have three yards to gain. Are they going to take a timeout? What are they doing? They're moving the ball over the far Oh, they're moving over to the far side. They want the same setup they've had all along here where you get Hefner on the one side, on the short side of the field, and trips to the wide side. We'll see if Marsh runs here or if he tries to find his main man, Hefner, on the two-point conversion. Potentially a big play here. It would turn a touchdown deficit into a field goal deficit with 2.42 left. Marsh, sideline to Hefner, overthrew it. Too hot and too far outside for Hepner to come down with, but Linden's still in it. Hawkinson leads at 42-37. Expect to see an onside kick. Coming up right after this, the WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington 2A title game presented by Les Schwab and our broadcast presented by the Honda Auto Centers of Bellevue. Be back right after this. Now back to the 2018 WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington Les Schwab Tires Gridiron Classic on Sports Radio KJR.com and 850 AM. Onside kick by Linden, fielded cleanly by Jeremiah Fallstick of Hawkinson. But, Curtis, this game's not over. Linden's got two timeouts. There's 2.38 left. All you got to do is hold Hawkinson to a three and out here. You're, and if you do... You'll get the ball with just inside two minutes to play. Probably 65, 70 yards to go for a game-winning touchdown, but easier said than done for the Linden defense. They haven't forced a lot of punts this, if this game. If Linden does not make a defensive adjustment here, this game is over. Because right, they have not stopped Sawyer Racanelli on those Wildcat leads at all. I mean, to think that in three plays they're going to keep him from getting 10 yards at this point in time, the way they've been playing defense, the structure they've had it, I just don't see that happening. So they need to make an adjustment, commit to that run. And if they beat you another way, they beat you another right. way. But just don't let him just walk down the field on you and put this thing in the, in, the, in the bag. Well, let's see how many people they put in the box here. And let's see how close to the line of scrimmage those safeties come. Because they have been eight, nine yards from the line of scrimmage. And they just watched Sawyer Racanelli take wildcat after wildcat after wildcat for six, seven yards a pop. We've got a... Stoppage of play here. The officials are discussing 
something. We really want to thank Honda Auto Center of Bellevue. We could not be bringing you the 2A and the 3A and the 4A title game without Honda Auto Center of Bellevue. It's a family-owned and operated dealership. It's been serving greater Seattle and area drivers and families since 1980. So thank you so much. We got a legal procedure on Linden. So they're going to kick it again? I guess so. Why? Why would you have them kick it again? I have no idea why you'd have them kick it again. I would think you would just decline that penalty. Because this gives Linden an opportunity to kick another onside kick. But it looks like the special teams are on the field. That's not the starting defense on the field for Hawkinson right now. That's the well, special both teams. Both teams have run different units out here. So we'll see what happens here. 2.42 left. Yeah, the kicker's back out the, here, Marcus Samakovic. Putting the tee, the tee in the ground. Like, wow. I do not understand why you would have them re-kick. They move them back five yards to the 35-yard line. Unless it's a penalty that has to be accepted? That would be the only... Because there's no... There's no positive for Hawkinson to have them kick over here. I think I'd just kick this deep if I was winning and go just chase pop it. Over the pop it over the head. Yeah, there it is. And that's what he'll oh, do. No, he'll scoop it the other way, and it's picked up at the 50-yard line by Liam Mallory. So a few more yards gained there by Hawkinson on that, pe on that penalty. So now it's going to be the Sawyer Racanelli show again. There's no question about it. Racanelli on the game. All he's done is throw the ball two for two and one touchdown. We have not seen one punt in this game, have we? One, I believe, by Hawkinson. That was it. Racanelli has 10 carries for 52 yards and five touchdowns. He has accounted for all six touchdowns. He takes the snap, pushes the pile forward, seven, eight yards, no problem. And Linden will take a timeout. They only have one left. 235 left. You just got to put 11 guys at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and I just, mean, just yeah, you'll have to man up on any wall. receiver that's out there, but everybody else needs to be right in the box. And and because they're running one play, you got to stop the one play that they're going to run. It might be right or left, but, I mean, there's zero reason to have anybody 10 yards off the ball. If they break it and score a touchdown, big deal. Like, you, you know, you're probably – Suck right. at that point anyway. Exactly. At least at that point you get the ball back. Right. And maybe you can go do something with it. But yeah, I mean, you're you're talking about three yards away from losing this game. You got to commit to stopping those three yards. Because if uh, Hawkinson gets this first down, they can just about kneel it out. It'll be close. Linden has one timeout left, but there's 2:35 left. Hawkinson could come pretty close to just being able to kneel down three times. So here's the game right here. Linden must have a stop. They're going to call it a gain of six. They're going to say his knee was down before he got the extra why couple are, yards. Why are the DBs so far off the ball here? There's a defensive back 12 yards behind the line of scrimmage. And there's Racanelli up the middle. And the DB that was back 12 yards should've made the touchdown saving tackle. But you're right. They should have just let him go. Then Linden would have had the ball back. I think Racanelli was sitting on it anyway. I think he knew. It looked like he was sitting on that ball before that tackle was even made. But, I mean, that was – there's just no adjustment being made here. Why are you staying that far off the ball? There's just no help. 
Racinelli, has there been another play run in the last three drives for Hawkinson? There hasn't needed to be. And Linden has just stayed in their base defense. Pretty much, yeah. You've got the you know you got the two safeties staying out there, eight to ten yards off the ball. Meanwhile, they split out one receiver wide on offense, have the remaining ten players all in the box together offensively, and you're trying to stop them with eight. Guess what? You're losing that numbers battle every single snap. Every time. You're losing it 10 to 8 every single time. Plus, the running back is, is his own blocker. Yeah, they're snapping it direct snap, and he's, you know, there's no there's no quarterback taking himself out of the play on a handoff. It's straight Wildcat lead. Yeah, it's just th there needed to be an adjustment made by Linden here, and they've made zero. So Linden has taken their final timeout. If Hawkinson were to put their knee down, they can't quite milk it all. So they'll just run Racinelli forward for four or five yards a pop, which is basically just the same as a as a knee because Racinelli so he's so sure with the ball. And that, look, he's still got four defenders at least five yards off the ball. Like what in the? It's just Racinelli runs forward for four or five. So the ball at the 22-yard line of Linden. You got to give yourselves a chance. Like you're in a bind here. Look. Perfectly honestly, Linden is in a bind here. They're in rough shape. But it wasn't but over. They were down five. Make an adjustment. Do something to try to stop this because it's not hard to see what they're doing on. They got one receiver split out all the way to the side here. Get in there. Make a play. Racanelli's going to take the clock all the way down to one before he takes the snap in the Wildcat. And he's running left with it. It's going to be close to the first down, and he's stonewalled just before he gets there. So a third down play here, third and one. Clock running at 135. So two stops here for Linden, and Hawkinson would be kicking, potentially kicking a field goal or maybe going for it. Why wouldn't you go for it? At this yeah, point I guess on fourth down you would. So it's third and two. They're going to call it third and two. It's a long one. They need a stop. They got to bring those safeties all the way up to the line of scrimmage. They're creeping up a little bit, and now I think Hawkinson wants to take a timeout. They will. We'll take a timeout as well. 104 left. Hawkinson by five. Back after this, you're listening to South Sound Talk 850. Now back to the 2018 WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington Les Schwab Tires Gridiron Classic on SportsRadioKJR.com and 850 AM. Racinelli, the 10th consecutive Wildcat run, and he's going to be close to the yard to gain. He needed two. They're going to spot it on the 21. He had to get to the 21. And they're going to indicate first down. And there's the celebration from the Hawkinson sideline and the Hawkinson fans. They're going to measure it, I think. No. They are going to move the chains. And Hawkinson is going to win their second consecutive state championship. All they got to do is kneel now with 55 seconds left to go. First and 10. Ball at the 16. Racinelli in the shotgun. He's going to take it all the way down to one. Play clock at five, game clock at 37. Claps his hands, takes the snap, puts his knee down. They'll reset it to 25 on the play clock. We'll see when they place it, if they'll even need to run another play. 
They will not. And the Hawkinson Hawks will extend their state long winning streak to 27. They will be 56 and 5 in their last 61 games. And most importantly, they have won their second straight state championship. Congratulations to the Hawks of Hawkinson. They win it today as the final gun goes 42 37. Number one over number two as they defeat the Linden Lions. We'll be back to wrap things up right after this. This is South Sound Sports 850. Now back to the 2018 WIAA Dairy Farmers of Washington Les Schwab Tires Gridiron Classic on SportsRadioKJR.com and 8.50 a.m. The story of the game today at the Tacoma Dome, Hawkinson's resolve coming from 24-7 down in the second half to beat Linden 42-37 and the amazing unstoppable force that was wide receiver turned wildcat running back Sawyer Racanelli. Racanelli today, two for two passing with a touchdown pass. Five catches for 55 yards. 15 carries for 85 yards and five rushing touchdowns. Curtis Crabtree, one of the great performances I've ever seen a high school player have. He also had three kickoff returns for 60 yards as well. So that's 200 all-purpose yards plus the 27 passing yards and a touchdown. Uh, He was the defining force of this game for sure. And you have to give credit to Hawkinson for making the adjustments they needed to after that early hole that they got themselves in. Linden controlled the first half of this game in just about every way possible. They get the early interception of Levi Crum, turn that into points, were able to keep uh, their passing offense in check most of that first half. They took advantage of the shot plays that they were given from Hawkinson's defense, playing them basically straight man-to-man across the board. Then they made the adjustments in the second half, got a couple turnovers of their own to flip the script, and then... Ultimately, Linden did not make the defensive adjustments when Racanelli went to the Wildcat and started running the football at him because they just did not find any way whatsoever to stop that once the ball got in his hands. Taking a look at the other numbers, uh, Levi Crum, 12 of 23, had the interception, 160 yards passing. Also had 19 carries for 70 yards. Other than Racanelli, Jeremiah Falstick had three really big catches in this game. Three catches for 60 yards, including a fourth down catch that, boy, if if Hawkinson doesn't get both of those fourth down conversions that led to touchdowns earlier on in the game, this is a completely different outcome. Oh, yeah. I mean, they needed to go to the Philly special well to score their first touchdown. Yep. A, a variation of that sort of a style of play with uh, with um, Racanelli hitting Crum for the touchdown. They needed the fourth down conversion, as you mentioned, from Fall Stick on their on their second touchdown drive. It took them converting fourth downs on both their first two touchdown drives. Otherwise, Linden had an absolute stranglehold on this game. But they made those couple fourth down plays and were able to make the adjustments they needed in the second half to give themselves a chance to rally and win this football game. Great game for James Marsh in a losing effort. Marsh, 7 of 16, 107 yards and two touchdowns passing. Had a critical interception, however, but he had 19 carries for 120 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. The other quarterback, Brock Hepner, 
three of five, 109 yards through the air, a touchdown pass. Also had six catches for 95 yards and a touchdown. So really the stars did shine in this one. Racanelli for Hawkinson, along with secondary with Crum, and then the two quarterbacks for Linden. I mean, a total of 89 points, or excuse me, 79 points in this game. A really, really fun football game. It was a really even game across the board. Both these teams, I mean, they, when they played this game 10 times, they'd probably split it. They probably would. You know, and a lot based on the game we saw today at least, the difference, turnovers mattered. The uh, conversions on fourth down were huge for uh, for Hawkinson. They converted three or four times on fourth down today. The, you know, when their offense was struggling to get going, those couple extra shots at, at the apple that they had, uh, on those fourth downs and converting them like they did were so pivotal in them having the chance to come back in the second half when their adjustments started to take take uh, take hold. You're right. When you just look at the, the line totals, first downs, pretty even, 24-19 Hawkinson. Total offense, 381 to 369. Hawkinson, very even. Penalties, very even, 7 to 6. But then the turnovers, 3 Big Linden turnovers, and every single one of them turned into points for the Hawks. Every, t- every turnover turned into touchdowns. Every single one of them. All, all four three, in the game. Yeah. Three for them, one. Yeah. All of them turned into touchdowns. Wow. So uh, the, the turnovers were, were pivotal for, for both sides. And when, when that, that is such so often a deciding factor in football games, it, you know, it becomes a broken record sort of thing. But that those two possessions back-to-back were so pivotal for Hawkinson defensively to get the, the strip of Hepner on yep. the one run when he should have probably pitched it on the option. Um, and then obviously to turn around and get Marsh to try to you know, make an ill-advised throw back across the field, uh, trying to hit Vanderyat on the backside uh, and having Mallory come ac- underneath that and pick that one off. Those are uh, th- That was about a 10-minute period of time that totally flipped the script of this game. Well, a heck of a football game, no question about it. And we're not done on South Sound Talk 850 tonight. We will have the nightcap, the 4A state championship game. Kicking off at 7.30. Our airtime will be 7.15. You can hear it on the stream on sportsradiokjr.com. You can also hear it on South Sound Talk 8.50. Curtis Klepp and Sky Muller on the call. Join us at 7.15 for that one. Uh, Curtis, you're going to stick around and watch a little... Watch a little 1B football. Watch a little 8-man football. Seen, I've never actually watched an 8-man football game, so I just kind of want to see what that looks like here for a little bit before I get out of here. I mean, I'm looking at these teams. I mean, these schools have, you know, 100 people in them. And, you know, I'm looking over at one of these. Uh, I'm looking over Odessa over here. they got 18 players suited up. 18 guys. I mean, everybody's got to play both ways in uh, what used to be called B8 football. Now it's 1B football. But uh, Elmira Cooley-Hartline is going to take on Odessa in the B championship. And then uh, right after that, we'll be back on the air with Sky Moeller with Curtis Klepp for the 4A action. That's going to do it for us today. Curtis Crabtree, thank you so much. Steve Dion, great stuff. Is our spotter here, Dick Fain, saying so long. Our final score, the Hawkinson Hawks, your two-time state 2A football champions as they defeat number two Linden by a final score of 42 to 37. Thanks to Dylan Holt back in the studios at 950 KJR. We'll talk to you again at 730 tonight from the old woodshed. Bye everybody.